Cassiel. You talked about Dean and what's his what's that angel's name for? Cassiel. Yeah. Cassiel. Like, I feel like that's most of the show though. Well, we can definitely know. cut that's out the some of the Cassiels. Yeah, we go back to it a lot. <laughs> Luke, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. I have to say it on cue. I'll say it when I'm ready. <laughs> okay, sorry. With its 11th season, CW Supernatural became the longest-running American live-action fantasy TV series, very specifically. There are now, in fact, 15 seasons of epic highs and lows all around, from the in-universe stakes to the quality of writing, acting prowess, cultural impact, and everything in between. The series begins as a dark fantasy procedural following the all-American brothers Sam and Dean Winchester as they hunt the creatures that go bump in the night, with their lives spent on the road like rock stars, driving a black vintage muscle car, shooting shotguns, meeting hot chicks, and fighting over whatever fanged magical menace comes their way. This show is created by a hetero macho this show is created by a hetero macho all-American male gaze for the queer liberal teenage Tumblr girl of the 2010s. But we'll get to that. Sit back and take off your thinking cap because we promise we won't be reading into things too much. <laughs> that was beautiful. I think if someone described the show to me that way, I would not have watched it. <laughs> it's hard to no encapsulate to your, everything. <laughs> to your description. Just. Um, yeah. Any uh, critiques, comments, things to add? Uh... I think I fucking hit the nail. No, I, I mean, know. I think you got it. I think you described it perfectly. It's just hearing it described like that makes me realize I would not have watched this show. There are too few words in the dictionary to describe. To describe the epic highs and lows <laughs> of Supernatural. <laughs> and I think that's literally the show for me, is it's literally either so good and so fun and so enjoyable, or just, like, sometimes fun in the opposite way. Sometimes I can't tell if, like it's really good like if it's a re if like the episodes or the shows or the characters are like just like generally speaking if i'm when i'm watching it if i'm really enjoying it like i think this is quality television or if like they just stumbled onto like this was That's good really but interesting. it's, it's yeah. not actually like quality there's some interesting stuff i was reading for i think some of it yeah i think definitely it's one of those lightning in a bottle kind of should not have lasted the 15 seasons that it did but just had this je ne sais quoi that just carried it through yeah through its highs and lows mostly it's lows there were a lot of lows there were a lot of lows um, it was on at a time that i think where like it was very you were very forgiving for tv shows like you could have a bad season and still yeah. get another one I think it was kind of, like, unique, too, for the time. Like, I feel like it was one of the first of those, like, YA, like, teen drama shows that are, like, a little more serious, a little it, more grown up, It didn't even mean plot. to be YA, but it was. It was, and it's, like, <laughs> I think it's, like, a coming of age in its own right, and it's, which, like, a lot of monster-focused content is, I think, for the genre. Yeah. And it has, like, I think it's, it is kind of, like, a predecessor coming off the heels of, like, Smallville. And like Arrow, and it's Buffy kind of the Vampire yeah, Slayer. Buffy the Vampire, and then just kind just of drifting ri this gap between that and like what we have with like the Vampire Diaries and Arrow and yeah, um, yeah, the Flash and like all those like 
classic CW shows that we know today. I think this was one of the pillars. I mean, and if you want a show that truly never changes, like, is consistent to a T, you should watch Supernatural. <laughs> I feel like it's for his comfort. I wish You'll it was my comfort shocked, show. surprised, and awe. And but like not really. but like reset all the time. <laughs> like I almost wish Supernatural was a comfort show to me because it, it's such a consistent show you're, that you're like habitually. nothing ever changes. <laughs> and so you could watch it and just be like, oh, I love that. But it's it's not a, it's not one for me. But I think it, it it is for a lot of people, which is why the show went on for so long. Yeah, people well, were just craving a procedural. <laughs> it's a really cool procedural, and I think like. One of the, like, well, we've, obviously, I feel like it goes to the same. Supernatural is really two shows. It's up to season five, which is, I think, the Eric Kripke era where he was show running. And then it's, <laughs> and then after season five, it's just kind of for shits and gigs. Yeah, I mean. And it's. And it has its own. I would say there's even like that it does. You could even add like a third <laughs> little one in there. That's like the tr- like I feel like season yeah. six and seven, even maybe eight. I don't know. Are kind of like, or at least season six and seven are kind of like transitional. Like I don't think they know exactly yeah. what they're gonna do with it yet, which I, is like a fun version of the show because like I feel like that's when they made some of the funniest. Like, but also like cool episodes yeah they're just trying everything well i think like it ends right it ends in season five they didn't know they were going to be picked up it tells a a nice i think i think like when i recommend the show to people i'm recommending seasons one through five yeah and you can stop watching there and that's a good show and that's it pays its respects and it's like a solid arc that has beginning middle and end and the loose ends are all wrapped up and then in the little epilogue at the end of the season finale of season five it starts again. Oh, is there an epilogue in season five? Yeah, there's like the little. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Well, it ends with like, you know how it ends, and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no idea. It ends with <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I understand what you're talking about. And then it picks up again with. Oh okay. Okay. I doesn't care. Whatever. It's fine. Um. Well, that's the only thing I don't want to spoil. I feel like it's, I think it's, that's a spoiler. That's a spoil. Oh. Characters die. Every character will die at least once and come back to life. Sometimes, yeah. multiple times. Sometimes a million times. I, um, yeah, no, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked the end of season five, but I don't remember the little snippet you're talking about, TBH. Oh, I just mean, like, it ends with, like, the ultimate sacrifice being made and oh. things, like, finish, like, ending. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Like, defeating yeah. the evil. And then it just opens back up again with like, oh, but wait. Yeah, I guess. Kind of. Because I guess they knew, which is kind of weird to me that they that they made it this way. They knew that they were getting another season yeah. when they did season five. But they still decided, honestly, maybe I respect this. They still decided to conclude their overarching story. It. And like very much have it be like, this is the end of a chapter. We're starting again. I really like it. I think maybe this is a hot take and maybe I should save it for the end. But I really think that... It's a really fun show and that it does this transition because I think a lot of shows kind of just go on and like kind of unravel into nothing and yeah, like unravel into their mind. And you never get I'm that like satisfaction. I think I ultimately am very glad they did it. I just like it was an interesting choice knowing that they had another season to do the story. Yeah, I just think it, it's nice that it gives you that satisfaction when you need it. So like 
all of like as an original fan this is it's kind of like you know how shows that go on for this long they kind of really like, closely this long they give you kind of intro episodes every few seasons like every few seasons it's like they're kind of resetting things they're kind of re-explaining things to bring in new audiences yeah 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 this kind of feels like they're doing the reverse of that where they're giving kind of an out and like this is the end of this story if you enjoy these boys you can keep watching i don't these think they're trying materials. to give you an out though like, it, that's i what don't it think feels it was like, intentional though. that they gave us an out you don't think it was intentional no i think but they I think just like the they, they, they were, were like the this is the end of like this story and we have another season so like we'll we'll start another story but i don't think it was an intentional like oh you can stop watching now no i don't think it was intentional but i think it's like it's nice that it gives you that yeah it's like i feel like it's like when the marvel movies do it like they end the movie then they're like the part the marvel post-credits scene <laughs> supernatural had it like first, me, and it's like continue scene. the adventures if you can um, yeah they try to hook you again but like you can withstand it if you want. Well, it, you notice pretty quickly into season six that, okay, maybe the story was done. <laughs> yeah. That's not guess. to say I don't enjoy my later seasons. I would say it took me until season 10 for me to be like, oh, yeah, this this was done. Yeah. Because when I got to season nine or 10, That's I was fair. like, so this show's just bad now, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing with it, too, is that, yeah, it gets bad. But... Even in the worst seasons, they can, they, can, they can always pull out a classic Supernatural episode. Yeah, I mean, I the like classic the Supernatural <laughs> episode is just them hunting a monster. But they can always hit the points that brought people in. And I I, I like that too about it because it is a procedural and it's like, yeah, the overarching plots get really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but now, but they will still have, like, that's what kept me going at least through, like, a lot of it, even though most of it is very skippable. There is the odd, like, let's just do a case this episode. I almost And like, sometimes they get really good writers for it. And sometimes they're really good cases. And then it just goes back to the main Honestly, series, I almost, but. like, get tired of those ones by the end. I'm, like, um, I'm so sick of just, like, let's just do a case episode. I'm, like, with everything that's going on, <laughs> the world's about to end <laughs> again. So- <laughs> but let's just do a case to do a case. Like, we'll what? go from, like, you know, these, like, never end- these, like... <laughs> All of our friends are emotional, like world ending. Yeah, our friends like literally died in front of our eyes at the end of the last episode. Next episode. What about this like clown ghost that's like murdering your friend just died? People like let's chase them. Well, there's nothing we can do for the meantime, so might as well go fuck around for an entire episode. Honor their memory by hunt something cool. Yeah, and they're cracking jokes and stuff. Should we? Uh, they do less of that in the in the first half of the series. It's yeah. a little. They take themselves more seriously. They they do well, they, better segues. They start the first half of the series by like looking for their dad, right? And I think like a lot of that is mm-hmm. just like following like down like hunting leads that their dad would follow down, which is why like it works as like them doing one off hunts and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the hunting gets weird in the end. Like hunting capital H is like a weird thing by the end. We can talk about it. Okay. Um, I was going to say, should we quickly mention that we're not in our normal pink and blue colors? Oh, yeah. For anyone uh, observing us, you'll be pleased to see that we did dress up for this episode as the darling little angels that we are. Cherubs, even, maybe I would say. (laughs) Mm, I wouldn't. But (laughs) we did dress up like we are angels. Isn't that sweet of us? For spooky season. And I found the closest thing to a beer I could, which is a glass bottle. Of 3%. Sparkling rosé. Which is saintly, yeah. Just like us. Because we're saintly also. Mm-hmm. This show is, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like the epitome of spooky season for me, so. Yeah, it's scary. Especially some of the original ones. Even some of the later ones, sometimes they go dark. 
Yeah, I mean, it gets <laughs> real dark. The finale is, like, very dark. Randomly, they'll pull like out, the, like, a, like a PG-14 finale, like, episode. The, like, villain of the finale is, like, super creepy. He just, like, has, like... Like, they're just all wearing, like, these weird, like, Joker-esque smiling masks and are, like, murdering people. And I think that's super creepy as, like, a dark thing. <laughs> um, do you want to go into, like, tropes? Because I feel like this is reminding me of the first one that I have. Okay, yeah, what's your first trope? It's when long-running TV shows, not even, like, long-running, and it's not even specifically for, like, dramas, but when shows start off catering to, like, a much more grown-up audience, then they slowly devolve to cater to, like, literal babies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, season one of Supernatural is is dark, and they're dealing with, like, a lot, sometimes, like, adult contact. Like, there's episodes where there's, like, you know, child abuse, and it's, like, being spoken about, and there's, like, yeah, yeah, assault that's being spoken about. There's, like, very gruesome. They things very seriously. It's very gruesome. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's, it's scary, and they're trying to scare you, and it's, like, very grown-up themes. And then you get to, like, later on, and it's just, you know, dick jokes and laugh tracks and... <laughs> yeah, well, I'll never forget, like, my brother saying, like, like, um, oh, like, weren't you, like, screaming, like, in, like, fear, like, a few... Like, like a, few, a couple weeks ago watching this show, why is it so funny all of a sudden? And I was like, ah, well, you see, I went from season one to season seven, it. and all of a sudden I was not thinking it was scary so anymore. Yeah, I mean. Unless they get a really good actor for the villain. Which happens sometimes, not often. But yeah, no, I mean, it definitely, like, it starts off as a show that I also think is, like, not necessarily, wouldn't necessarily be 100% for the Tumblr girlies, like. Yeah, I think it's just like sort of supposed to be like, uh, yeah, like too, it's like macho. Yeah, it's like supposed to be like macho manly, guys. I think like it is supposed to be every man and it's for like, guys. Like, yeah, and it's like very cowboy and detectives. Yeah, and they're every cowboy so detectives. Masculine. That's my trope. <laughs> cowboy is that a trope? Is that a trope? Where else have you seen that? <laughs> cowboy detectives, uh, in lots of detective shows. Have you seen? Specifically about cowboys? I what think, you mean, like... Like, like mo- I, I think they're just, like, very cowboy-like detectives. Oh, should we move this so we can actually see? Yeah, we can't see any of these notes. Because I feel like this defeats the purpose of the notes. <laughs> yeah. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. There's are cowboy Barbie. detectives. cowboy Barbie. detectives. Okay. Is that... Okay. One so. of the... Cats okay. do detectiving. No, but they're cowboys. The patriarchy is all about cowboys, so it works out in Barbie. Well, no, I think cowboy, I have seen, seen, I have seen have. a few shows where they are like basically just cowboy detectives, and I'm like, this is hilarious. I love this. Is a yeah, plot. they do cowboy stuff sometimes. They do spy stuff. No, sometimes. I just also feel like they're very like cowboy vibes, like just yeah. The boys no, general. you're totally right. It's it's. I think it, like it's very western as well yeah like stylistically and i love the style of it as well in the first like they really go hard on it in the first seasons well have you seen um have you seen jared padalecki's new show like the walker which is just basically him being a cowboy detective again jared padalecki i haven't seen it i just have seen ads for it and he's just he's just a cowboy detective again okay no we're not talking about him yet okay anyways we can move on from this trope. Like it's it just walker. one of the ones that I had. I don't know anything about it. I've never um, seen it. Okay, well, I might sorry, watch it. Cowboy detectives. Yeah, I guess. I, Crimes just, happen everywhere, and sometimes... Sometimes cowboys get out of salt. No, but, yeah, it's very Western. Um, well, they have, like, you know, it's it, they have a cult. But, I mean, the uh, pentagrams on the railroads. The, at like, one point, 
like there's a crossroads demon that's complete with like Dean and Castiel are just dressed up as cowboys and are like yeah they tower on the same all the honeymoon states they go around Wisconsin Massachusetts they're road tripping the whole time they're road tripping Minnesota Wyoming anyways Minnesota well that was Okay. okay any other tropes you got let's move on like nothing was addressed I don't okay. want to talk about it anymore. Sorry, I'm going to my next trope. Um, this is also part of, I feel like, the show's legacy is... I don't know if I'm ready to go into it. Okay. It's a lot. There's a lot of queer baiting that happens. That's supernatural. True. To, like, a disgusting degree. Like, I think Destiel might be a hate crime. <laughs> For the way that it teased the shit out of this queer-coded relationship. Friendship, I, think, I guess, between... I think the thing about Destiel is that... To be fair, something was made out of, like, just, like, sort of a deep friendship that, like, people were, like, I love this, like, I love that, like, they're, like, gonna be gay for each other. And I'm, like, I don't know if we've gone 10 seasons and they haven't decided that they are gonna, like, be together and that either of the characters are gay, then it's probably not gonna happen. And, like, I understand that I think from a writing perspective, they definitely changed the way that they... Like, they changed the way that they wrote that relationship to give fan like, fans who are, like, really into that relationship, like, little tidbits here and there. But I also, which I don't, like, I like. I think they should have just, like, either done the relationship the way they wanted to or pulled the trigger on them being together. But, like, I think from the start of it, like, when I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to date. These are two very straight characters. Well, Cassie, see, I'm a little a bit different less. opinion. But I think that, honestly, they, I think... It was kind of an egregious amount of teasing that relationship and laying down romantic scenes. And I think what added to it for me to like the kind of cruelty of it almost was at like, con- like looking into like the behind the scenes stuff as well and how fans were like ridiculed for even thinking it and like how actors were saying like almost like you gross. That's crazy. Why would you impose this on me? And it's very homophobic, I think. <laughs> overall I mean the creators knew there's there's certain facts about the behind the scenes things that are just like true Castiel's role Castiel was only supposed to last three seasons he was supposed to be the angel that arrives to save Dean from purgatory and he was only supposed to arrive to save Dean from, from purgatory because they changed the ending of the last seasons because there was a writer's strike so Castiel happened entirely by accident but because he was such a fan favorite they ended up switching they ended up giving a role that was supposed to go to a female angel to Castiel and who was supposed to become Dean's eventual love interest to Castiel, which I think oh, is really interesting. interesting. So a lot, and I think it's just like, even though like, of course, I think a lot of people who were watching until season 10, season like 11, season 15, like I think people watching that far knew that the show was never going to do Castiel. They knew that the show hated it, that they were a very heteronormative show. Yeah. Studios would never accept it. But I think, um, I don't think it's fair to say that like it was never going to be a thing because I think that there was a lot of subtext to be picked up on. And there was a, a I think there was a reasonable lens to read that through to see this as a romantic relationship, especially when it comes to like some of the later seasons where they are laying on thick like the no, I mean, were I do, a couple of jokes. I do think they lay on thick the like they're basically like a married couple of jokes. Mm-hmm. But for, from my perspective, like when I was watching it initially, I was like, I... I guess I just sort of thought, like, oh, like, Dean is kind of established as, like, yeah, this type of character. I highly doubt that the show is going to, like, no, put that's them fair. together. They're obviously never going to do it. And then I think, like, from that perspective, I was like, okay, so, like, 
yeah, like these scenes could be read as romantic or they could just be like, maybe they do just have a really deep friendship bond, which like yeah. I'm fine with. But I do think later in the show, in order to like service fans, they do add a lot of like, yeah. And that's where I'm like, that's okay, what annoys well, me. It's like, it's like, it was one thing when it was like, just like you have to give them emotional scenes mm-hmm. to like develop this bond and like, Friends can be very emotional with each other. Yeah, that's, that's totally okay fine. too. It's just like they they beat that joke of like, oh, like they're basically a couple to death sometimes in the later seasons, and then are like, no, we would never. Like, why would why would you think that? And I'm like, yeah, what? I think just like the the kind of no homo vibes that they paint around it. Yeah, but you're totally right. I I agree. Like, I think it's also like okay, like you don't need to like impose relationships on people all the time, but like I think for an audience that was probably this starved for like. A, like, any relationships. There were no emotional relationships because everyone's scared well, of the female Yeah, characters. that's what I was saying. Is That's what I read was that... So, like, initially, like, Joe, who was introduced, was yeah. going to be Dean's love interest, who I was obsessed with her. I was so down for that. And I was really down for it. But apparently, like, um, because th- the only way at the time that they could get, like, feedback from the fans was, like, message boards. Um, and so, like, a lot of, like, fangirls were, like, really anti that because they wanted, like to be with Dean basically so they're like no yeah, which is no like girls. wild that that's like a mentality people have so they like, like scared them away but it happened in like all of the love interests I found out apparently Bella who's in like a later season was also supposed to be a bit of a love interest mm-hmm. for Dean wasn't as big a fan of that but whatever and like f- they scared her away too they're like no like I hate her like absolutely like basically just like yeah not very, like the like, hate internalized from, like, misogyny or like the, i don't know is it just misogyny i don't know but <laughs> it's like the hate from like fangirls specifically who like have this mentality of like he's mine so no one else can like have him yeah it's kind of wild to me especially since if i really love a male character and then a female character comes on who like I really enjoy watching. I almost want them to get... And they have chemistry, obviously. Yeah. I want them to get together because I'm like, oh, this character and this character who I love are really great and they have chemistry. They should be together because that would just make me happy. It's not like I, as a human person in the real world, can be with that fictional character who doesn't exist in real life. Yeah. Or why would I want to also? (laughs) I think I would describe the relationship between the show and the fans as, like, a toxic, like, symbiotic relationship. I think, like, they both fueled each other and, like tore each other apart because like yeah that's like it's the queer ratings a result of there not being any female representation in the show and the not having any female representation show is also i think a fact of like the showrunners not ever really representing women in more than just like a hot chick single mom looking for help damsel in distress like that they're very but also like not having like a not having any like romantic love interests for like a straight relationship in the show yeah no complex female comes from the fans not wanting also like yeah. female characters to get in the way of where they would insert themselves in the story and then when you yeah and then when you give this like i guess what would be a close male friendship perspective to they're it like, it's oh, like of gay. course they're gonna lay on a relationship because they want to ship something teenage girls and tween girls and stuff are really into gay yeah. dude relationships yes it's very it's like very which is like, kind of crazy to me too like it is really interesting i think that like that like that this show that's so masculine and is so like male characters doing macho masculine things is so like primarily enjoyed by young girls. I mean, it's just like, who don't want to see themselves in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, no, give me men. But I think it's interesting. I think it's like one of those things where it's like it's like a sense of like they want to remove. It's well, like I want they to. They would s- want to be like the insert character. Like when they're writing their fan fiction, they don't want to deal with like another love interest they'd want to be like the insert character i think of that's that. part of it i think another reason for it too i think might be this more like maybe nuanced of they 
don't want like it's, I think it's just of being like a woman and being oppressed in society sometimes you don't always want to see yourself depicted in media because you don't want to have these power dynamics being represented to you like you like that it's just fun and you can hop in and enjoy this like male world oh, that's not confined and I think that's something that like comes up I in mean I also think well. I okay I wouldn't I mean that could be it I didn't I wouldn't see it that way so much as I think um I mean I think it kind of does go back to what you said before though like they can't write a complex female character yeah which means that like any female character who I see like I'm not actually seeing like a like like a real woman in any sense like even like Joe basically the way her character was written and apparently people really didn't like her but it's funny because she just was told like you're basically the girl version of Dean but like younger yeah that's what I got and like people are like we're like really mad about it and we're like oh I hate her and it's like she's like I got a lot of criticisms for the way that I played Joe but like I played her exactly how like my sheet said to play her like how I was told to play her like <laughs> I think Joe jo was really cute she's I feel like, like, like Alona Tal who like plays her was like talking about it and she's like yeah like like it just said like sort of like play like you're a female dean and she's like so that's what I did and people were really mad about it <laughs> it's such a double standard I think as well too because I think I don't even think the men are that incredibly deep or well written no they're not they're well very written. everyone in the show is so very two-dimensional, two-dimensional. I think one. the beginning Sam has a little bit more dimension to his yeah. character. And then they realize. But Jared Padalecki can't act. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then I think Dean does get more dimension to his character also. But like. Yeah. They sort of don't know how to like. Like I don't think they know how to follow through on that. And I kind of talk about it. I don't think they ever do. In my thoughts on the finale. And like where they yeah. end up. Because I don't think they understand how to like show. Like an emotional arc. And a, a character growth and yeah. development. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. It's everything they write is very, every, all the emotional beats are very two-dimensional. Which is crazy because one of the top, I'm like made up. In fact, one of the top tropes I feel like in this show is daddy issues, which is like a, like a, a well for emotional character growth and like development and stuff. Like just like having yeah. parental issues in general. Cause like everyone in this show has daddy issues. Sam and Dean, daddy issues and mommy issues. Joe has daddy issues because her dad's dead. Claire has daddy issues because Castiel possessed her dad and like he disappeared. Yeah. Like, like everyone, Castiel every, has daddy issues because God's daddy, like a neglectful father. Which is also crazy to me that they never drew that parallel between God, like Chuck and John Winchester. Because are they not the same? Both, are they not representing like, the same thing? They're like the absentee father. Every, absentee like, father that's kind of abusive I, and like. I honestly like when I was writing my notes, raising I was warriors. like. I was like, oh, like, is the is the showrunner, like, the creator of this show, like, are they okay? Like, do they just have a really, like, <laughs> deep they, trauma you know, with their, they, like, father that, like, they can't explore? Yeah. But they never have anything to stay, say about it or anything to commit to when they say about it. No, they just, they almost, like, add in, like, oh, like, they have issues with their dad or, like, their parents in general or, like, family. Just to, like, make the characters seem like they have more to them. It's like the illusion of them having Yeah, depth, like, dimensions. Like, like, it's all not of their, real. They always have their end of episode chats on the Impala or in the bunker eventually. And they're all so meaningless and so skippable and so nothing to do with anything that's going on really. And it's contradictory every episode. It's like Smallville, the same thing. It's like any of those shows where it's just like they have to shoehorn in these emotional moments that aren't applicable aren't like relating to the message it just doesn't ever like like i want like i like the trope of like having like issues with one of your parents or like whatever it is because i think it's a really good like 
like tool in TV shows and stuff Mm -hmm. to like show characters like why they are the way they are and why they want to change that. Yeah, like Like showing that generational and like showing like like where they came from. Yeah, and like yeah, just how they became what they are, but also like what makes them different than this person. Like what? Like are they proud of this? No, like so. Like are they going to choose their own path? Are they they going to follow? Yeah, and so I think it's fun, but it they like killed me like beat me over the head with it and then never did anything with it yeah. and like did never like follow through on like a character like change like maybe dean starts off as like this womanizing like kind of guy who's yeah. like really into hunting and is just trying to make his dad proud and then he finally realizes that his dad is kind of a dick and like he but even then the was... on it i love my dad later on later no, on my that's dad is the greatest guy that ever existed that's... we should never like forget about it. like you know what i mean it's that, no but crazy. that's what i mean it's like yeah they sort of like bring him up as like oh he's like the perfect soldier but then like they never really change that like they never show that dean wants to be something different than that i mean they show like glimpses i think of dean like yeah actually wanting something that isn't necessarily what his dad raised him to be but they never really follow through on it and i think that's really tragic yeah, I have some thoughts on it, too. Yeah. It's mostly around the finale, though. Me, too. Okay, we'll go into it. Okay. Do you have any other tropes you want to talk about? Yeah, well, we kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, this is, like, a random trope, but I the only other place I've really seen it is in Friends with Joey. But okay. it's the ladies' man turned himbo, <laughs> which I think is kind of a fun one. I feel that's like that's kind of always random. the case. Not it's always like, the case, yeah, but I think that happens a like, lot where it's, like, they don't know what to like do. like Barney like, from How I Met You eventually, but I... Don't remember too no, much about it. I don't know. But yeah. it's like, yeah, because I think demons like that. He was cool. Yeah. He was an adult. An, what do you call it? A womanizer. Yeah. An, no, adult an adulterer. Trips. Sorry, a womanizer. <laughs> and then later on, it's just I want pie and to play video so, games and to hang out with my brother and my and friends. Pie. Yeah. <laughs> like Dean can always like just be forgive anything if you bring him a pie. He's like, all right, all right. Yeah. So good. Let's stop talking. That's about the most character growth I think Dean gets really. Yeah, as he stops being like so interested in women. The other thing that annoys me too about... Because he's it, in love with Castiel, <laughs> so he doesn't need women anymore. If there's anything to show that the writers can't write growth anything more, it's that Dean at... What is he in the pilot? Like, 23, 24. Yeah. They show him. He likes to go out drink at bars all night whenever he, or like whatever. He's rowdy. Yeah. He's impulsive. He's doing the bad kid things of getting wasted all the time. At 40, whenever the show ends... Whatever, however, well, as like a middle-aged man, he's still getting wasted at the, these like hole-in-the-wall bars every night while he's working the case. I'm sorry. If you're past 30, you're not on a work night getting blackout drunk every time you work. I don't get blackout drunk <laughs> on a work night now when I'm 23. And just are fine the next morning to go kill vampires. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I think they show him hungover, but... I've seen episodes where he is not hungover. And that's the most magical thing to me. That's that's the most unrealistic part of supernatural. Did you have like Cassiel nearby? They just like he's like he cure my hangover. You're better. <laughs> I would be tormented Cassiel for every little thing. Oh, Can you totally. move, move my period two weeks? Okay, thanks. Could you just like stop it from happening? Until I'm- <laughs> Can I get highlights? Okay, thanks. Can you do that? Cut my hair down. <laughs> Could Anyways. you make me a little bit shorter? No, not a little bit taller, actually. Um, there's a few other, I guess, like mini tropes I had, namely, we talked a little bit about generational trauma, that's why I called it, it sounded a little more professional. Sorry. Um, there's a lot of meta storytelling. It's just... I don't really have anything to say about it, but that happens a lot, which is interesting. Elaborate. So, like, I think the core of it, like, so there's a shift that happens, I think, in the show and it getting silly when they introduce Chuck and his novels yeah titled supernatural 
And then basically the entire show becomes canon to itself, which I think is really fun. They can go back, like they do the episodes with the musical, they do the episodes, oh, the French music. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, where they, they know about Supernatural as like a pop culture thing, which it, it creates this really interesting discourse between, I think, the show and the fans, where there's moments like with Becky, who shows up and is like this rabid fangirl. And it shows kind of like their representation of the fangirls, which I think is also part of the symbiotic toxic yeah. relationship. The fangirls are like warring by writing Destiel porn. And then the show's warring by representing them as these crazed, rabid, yeah. sex hungry. Kind of crazy that the show like so openly shits on the like fangirls. Well, it's because no one takes seriously what teenage girls like. Yeah. Yeah, it was a representation of them. I think she comes back in the final season to have a discussion with Chuck. Well, there's the whole Metatron stuff, which is also very meta because Metatron. But, like, I don't have anything really to say about it. But uh, they come back, and she's talking to Chuck, who's the author. And, she, and Chuck's writing this new story and asks for her feedback on it. And she says, oh, Castiel isn't in it enough. That's one of her points. And uh, her other point is, oh, this shouldn't end as a tragedy. This should end with hope because it's about found family. And it's about the beautiful relationship between these brothers. And then growing to, like, fight for free will and like rebel against an authoritative system, whether it be their father or God or whatever. And then he says, no, it's a stupid end to the story. I want it to die with, I want it to end with one of the brothers dying, if not everyone. <laughs> and it being basically the ending that they had planned for season five. And then she kind of explains why that doesn't work. And then they do it anyways. Yeah. 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 They're basically addressing, I know this is how you want this to end. This is not how we want, then you can have your show and this is our show. And we're going to do with what we want. You can have your show. It's this crazy, like, no other show can really do this. Other than maybe they're getting into, like, the multiverse stuff now. But, like, where they're just speaking yeah. basically directly yeah, yeah, to the people watching them. No, that is fun. And, like, what the episode where they come into the real world, yeah, too. Like, instances. where they're, like, oh, we're actors. What? Yeah, they show? can do crazy shit That episode like that. was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Like, I loved it. That was It's so six. unique to, like, that I thought show it was hilarious. and what they can do with <laughs> it. That marked the the turning point of supernatural, the drama to supernatural. You're the like, comedy. oh, it's this now. Okay, I was like, ah. And Misha Collins did such a good job in that episode too. He was so funny. Did he die in that episode? Yeah, he's like in his car and he's, <laughs> he's like, like tweeting to his like fans, and he immediately gets stabbed. And I just think like, get him on what Jerry a good Dewey. job of like playing up actor. like yeah. you're, you're like being Himself. like a pampered actor, basically. Um, the only other thoughts I had, I don't know if this really falls into trips, like just like all the biblical like stories yeah. that they like do and stuff like they that. do nothing with yeah i think is i think it's like an interesting field that they play around with that i never really like um appreciated yeah it is very unique i think it's and very developed fun. they play with like god and angels and heaven and hell and like i and they're people like they're characters like you can yes like you can an angel across the face characters. yeah <laughs> um and it's like doesn't feel very like religious per se like they're using these like religious characters, but it almost feels like, no, this is just like real stories of like what's happened. And like, here's like why it's fucked up. And here's why like, yeah, here's our like it's morally gray. And like, there are like issues with it, which I think is like kind I of an interesting it. like take. And I really like the way they play with Lucifer's character. Cause he's like a complicated character, but ultimately he's always like, he always errs towards yeah. the side of evil. I, I do like that they never redeem Lucifer. Yeah. I think that that's integral to Lucifer is that he's always evil. It, even Because then Lucifer, if he's not, then what the fuck? Because I think <laughs> Lucifer is, like, always, like, he's always looking out for himself. So even when he's, like, tentatively on their team, 
we always know that like he's never really going to fully be redeemed because he doesn't have the capacity to be like empathetic and loving and stuff like he's always gonna yeah like, he's just literally a sociopath he, he just like doesn't he have control and he needs his father's approval and he, even that's like like that's not gonna be enough yeah he's an interesting character well that's kind of also like my trope i had was like i think maybe so much years is like the magic system and like more specifically with like and i had kind of a question for you because i think for me i'm kind of split on this yeah do you find that the rules of the magic system are are like well respected i don't understand them at all okay like i don't stack right like they get like the rules about magic and all that shit i don't get it i truly they go out of their way a lot to be like oh well it's not gonna be like this instance it's gonna be like this instance but we have this to like protect it from like that specific side effect from that episode and we can like like they do a lot of that (sighs) i think it's too much it's yeah, it's like, too much. I can't follow it. I can't tell if it's being well respected or not. I, I assume think it's, it's not. Being like, well, but it's I, doing a good job. I think of it's tricking like me. someone who's writing this show is like, I'm so sick of watching things where like it isn't thought out well enough. So I'm just gonna do this. It's literally like maybe like yeah. And it's like oh, they're trying to think it through. Then you realize there's all these like complex like little things like that you would need to like think through in order to do this. I would say it's probably maybe like well respected. Like I think they do a good job. Like this is the blade that can kill all this and that means like the how the angels and the demon like the power hierarchy of who's yeah. more powerful and who and the no. archangels are the most powerful i think it's like well established like who can do what and yeah and what can harm what i think it's just like the the magic system in general like it does get very uh confusing yeah. and there's a lot well the it. most confusing to me i think was when they started bringing in gods from other cultures so I was kind of like, mm, like, okay, these are the Greek gods, but should they, are they just supposed, like, are they just, they're not separate from, like, God-God. Because, like, God-God is the creator of all. He's the one and only true God in Supernatural. Yeah. But there's other gods. But they're just lesser tier. I guess. I don't know, you know? Yeah, it's a little weird. It's or, like, like, is God just also, like, Allah and also, like, Zeus and also, like... Well, they could never say that because it is an not. American Christian show. At the end of the day, could you imagine? No, could you imagine <laughs> well, a, a TV just show? Like, oh, our gods like better than the other gods. Could though. you imagine a U.S. based TV show saying that Christianity wasn't the the top religion? Well, they already got a lot of slack for being. It had, I think, mixed responses for being like blasphemous, and then also and then also very religious. I heard like the one of the actors, maybe Jared Palacio or Jen Snot, where they were talking, and they were like, "Oh, I, I have like." Freeze come up to me on the street so they really like the show. Like, men of faith. I was like, okay. Fucking Christ. I don't know okay. if it's, I guess, like, the values at its core are probably good. I think, no, I mean, I think it is very blasphemous. If you could figure the them out. That they literally are, like, like God by the end evil. of it, God is the big bad. Which, to be fair, even in religious stories, God kind of comes off as a big bad. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not sure. the that, Old like, Testament. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the Old Testament, he's supposed to be bad, and the Good Testament, and the New Testament. So, yeah, because the New Testament, he's supposed to be all about love, and in the Old Testament, he's all about fear. Yeah. Either way, he kind of comes off as well. He's he's the absentee father. He is. I guess we're kind of talking about redemption arcs, which is my other. Okay, that's your other trope. Okay, my last trope is, um, I guess. Wait, no, I forgot yet. Redemption arcs. You were talking about. No, I knew what it made me think of another one. Oh, okay. They do this trope. 
it's supernatural a lot where I fucking hate it. They'll kill anything in their path to get to the big bad that's going to destroy the world. But once they get to the big bad, oh, maybe we should give them a second chance. And maybe violence isn't the answer. Yeah, like when they get <laughs> to the end and, and like they they could kill Chuck or whatever. Well, it's kind of spoiler for the finale, but they're like, oh, they could kill Chuck. And then they say, no, we're not those people. Like, we don't just, like, kill Yeah, anybody. It's like, you kind of are, though. You are those people. Like, yeah, like, you, like, save people also. And, like, you help people. But you are those people who, like, straight up murder. Like, that's your, like, job. That's the thing, too. That's your day like, job. Sometimes you're so judgy about people, too. It's like, you literally do this. Like, yeah. like the, the Winchesters for me are canonically huge hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just their moral system. Because, like, sometimes, too, that, like, even, like, later on realizing that, like, like oh monsters are actually not all inherently evil and feeling like little to no remorse about like all the monsters maybe you didn't have a conversation with first before pulling the trigger shoot first ask questions later like things like that like like that even though the magic system i think is sound the moral system i think like falls apart as like what they're trying to say it's like some sometimes oh it's okay to kill the big bad and that's like well, good I, and sometimes it's bad to kill anyone or harm anything sometimes i kind of wonder if or the sacrifice show anyone. even knew what it was but yeah like i don't think they really understood they had nothing to say yeah and then they also do i feel like which is like a form of the same trope where they do multiple times they'll do sam or dean or maybe even jack are like in trouble they're gonna die they're either being like possessed by someone that's inevitably gonna kill them or they're like turned like when dean when dean turns into a demon or something like evil is going on and either sam or dean are willing to sacrifice everything for the other that makes sense because they're you know a life for a life they want to sacrifice their life for the brothers when they start bringing in the larger group and multiple people start dying in order to save dean's life that's when it feels like well what when is the sacrifice too much like it's Okay, you want to save a person's life, so you're going to trade in, like, three more? Yeah. Like, how is everyone getting on board for that? I think, like, I understand, like, in the context of, like, when they do war, like, when people are like, no, I'll die for you. Because he's so fierce and awesome. I think they, I think they sort of, Our soul protector. To be fair, what Sam and Jean have pulled off is fucking incredible. Like, the amount of stuff they've done. (laughs) But, like, what's crazy to me is, like, they're still the same people, basically, that they were in season one. Like, they're, I would say, as yeah. good at doing what they do. They just seem to have lucked into succeeding every time. No, I think they're better at doing what they do. Well, they have more, like, resources, basically, yeah, which helps them a lot. And just, they know more things, and they have more tricks, and they can It just kind of feels power. like they treat Sam and Dean like they're these, like, all-powerful beings, but they're just two dudes who, like, seem to be lucky. I think they do become all-powerful beings by the end. They're not, though. They're human. But they basically, yeah, they're like, oh, they're, like... Of, of the humans, though, they're, like, the representative. They're, like, the protectors of the human race. We are humans. They're the most powerful humans. I guess. Um, we can go into characters. Yeah. Okay, sure. Should we just start with Sam and Deanne? Uh, yeah, I mean, you have your characters. Do you want to give us the rundown of your favorite oh, thing? Your I have my list? list of favorite characters, least favorite characters. Because I'm kind of curious. I heard There's a good make. neutral spot in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, you can see if anyone characters, sticks out to you. Characters that Larissa remembers from favorite to least favorite. If I didn't remember them and they didn't make the list, that's because they sucked. So they're unimportant. Yeah. Go ahead, show us. Oh, fuck, I forgot someone. Do you <laughs> want to... One of my favorite characters. Do you want to no, quickly I know insert them? Okay. She. Oh, she forgot a okay, woman. Okay, faves. Claire Novak. 
<laughs> is that the one you forgot? Yeah. <laughs> She's your favorite character. Ant-Man made her me block her from my brain for a bit. Um, okay. Rowena. Dean. Lucifer. Eileen. Castiel. Gabriel. Crowley. John Winchester. Joe. Helen. Bobby. Jack. Ketch. Benny. Sam. Amara. Ruby. Kevin. Chuck. Metatron. Garth. Mary. Winchester. And Charlie. Why was Catch so high up in that? Okay, Catch to me. This, like his main like season, at the bottom third. Like, I hated him, <laughs> but I liked him everything. Every when they introduced him as like an evil twin, but then he just wasn't. That's when he was at his best. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I actually like really enjoy him and like everything after the I, British Banana Letters. I actually did like Catch. I just I was like, so annoyed they were near a top for me. <laughs> I think it's a fun character. Like, there's some characters that I think will detract from a scene for me, and there's some that will add to it, and that's kind of how I went about it. Okay. The ones in the middle are kind of neutral. Like, Sam is kind of a neutral character for me. Oh, really? Sorry, okay, where does sorry. it stop being, like, a fave and start being a neutral? I think when we get into, like, Benny. <laughs> so, Benny, Sam, Amara, Ruby, Kevin, Chuck... You're to Metatron is like neutral. Chuck and Metatron though sometimes get on my nerves. Okay. So you have a lot of favorites then. You really like the characters in the show. I typically do really like the characters. I think there's a lot of really fun, unique characters. Okay. Crowley, I think is such a fun character. Oh my god. Amazing. Him and Marina are he so would be, good. He would be way higher on my list than he is on yours. See, I had troubles though because I just like... I think but, sometimes he's very like... His intentions Who's are just half-assed. I don't think he's well-written a lot of the time. Eileen's this, like, random death hunter that Sam meets in that ish has, like, a love interest with. Oh, that's, like, yeah. I didn't off, care about her. She was kind of cool. Either. I just had her. I didn't really care about her. I thought she was cool. And um, Lucifer would be lower for me. I don't find him as interesting. As I like, think he would... Well, I think especially in the early seasons, I was so excited when he was introduced. I love Mark Pellegrino, I think, who plays yeah, him. Yeah. I think he's, his take on Lucifer was just so iconic for I me, love, and I um, thought it was just really fun. I love the scene when uh, Rowena meets, like, sees Lucifer for the first time and basically she says something to the remarkable, like, like, damn, he's so hot. <laughs> like, you know what Supernatural cannot do? Yeah. Is right flirting. Yeah, they're not good. It's it. so shit all the time. Rowena did a good job with that line, though. I can't remember what it was now, but yeah, I no, being, Rowena's like, really can nail any line because as campy as it is, she's like, own it. she's so good. But the flirting overall is pretty shit. Like, That's all of the romantic tension stuff is really bad. Okay. It's, well, it's all just, like, jokey. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just fine. I like, think the only flirting, they, the only romantic tension, like, they have to rely on... The only romantic on- tension is with Dean and Kaz. <laughs> I think they have to rely a lot on, like, the actors themselves having chemistry and then, like, them performing their lines in a way that are, like, somewhat sexual. Yeah. I really like Claire. Okay. I think I I still believe that there could be a spinoff one day with Claire. Oh, my God, Jody. I don't know why I forgot about Jody. She's also amazing. But, Claire's like, their whole house, I think, is, like, really fun every time they go there. I think... I love a character that's just, like, a spunky blonde that's not, like, a typical blonde, you know? She's, like, a rocker blonde. She's, like, awkward and, like, violent and, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I literally, I think she has kind of annoying, but like, I think a really good character. She's one of the few characters who I think has any emotional depth. She's like surprisingly well-written, especially from what I expected at the show at that point, being that she is like a teenage girl, which they seem to hate. And for her, they don't really fall into any of like the stupid teenager tropes that they otherwise I feel like would. Yeah. She never gets like like a boyfriend. No, I like it. She's never like, 
season 13 she's just in her baddie hunting era yeah. where she's just like she's just she's cool. just like doing like, like she's just like hunting and doing her thing she's like this is what i want to do i really enjoy the tragedy of her story i think it's really compelling it makes her character very like interesting but also like you see how like strong yeah. she is like i like that she's just a straight up human kind of like sam and dean i feel like she can relate the most to them like she had a normal life that was disrupted yeah. by Castiel, the prophecy and the gods and the angels. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like if I was Claire, I don't know if I'd ever forgive Sam Dean and Castiel for like all the shit they put her through. But she does yeah. a really like she's really good at like like it's a very complicated relationship. And she, she's basically like like I think this almost like makes the the queer bidding thing worse like she's basically just Castiel and Dean's daughter at some points it feels like yeah like they almost like insert Jack like, too look if they just like had a family yeah Jack too a little bit well because sometimes they go a little bit that route with her with Cass where it's like Cass is kind of like her surrogate father I but think, then they back away from that really quickly oh, I think they very intentionally do that like and Castiel some, feels a very intentional like like responsibility she, yeah. to her and I think she I don't know if she ever really accepts she doesn't accept it father. fully but I think like fair. no I think she does she doesn't accept him as a father but she accepts him as uh, sort of like a parental <sighs> figure to her like a figure someone who she can she can always go to I think like not she, not more so than Sam and Dean I don't think like I feel like no, she's I don't think closer, more so I think she which is, is weird to me I actually, feel like she, no I think she's closer to Castillo than she is to Sam or Dean I think she develops a relationship with Dean that has a certain closeness because they're very similar. Yeah, she's almost like their little sister, which I like. Because she is basically, like, just because her story is, like, almost the same as theirs. It's so, like, I think that's really cute about it. But I think that she and Castiel do have, like, this deep bond that, like, neither of them can ever really push past. she's forgiven him, which is huge. I don't think either of them can ever really push past the fact that he like is just like looks exactly like her father and that's really yeah. deeply depressing and they're never going to recast Castiel and like, they're never <laughs> going to like they're never going to she's never going to be able to like fully forgive him for that and he's never going to be able to fully forgive himself for like what he cre- what he like wreaked on her life kind of thing I kind of wish they almost made like what's Jimmy Novak a little bit more of an asshole so that it was maybe a little bit more like she's maybe grateful that this is her new father but I guess I never went that route. I think, like... Which I'm kind of surprised by as well. But I think the point is, like, the people who are accepting, like, angels into their body are, like, devoutly religious people who are, Did they ever, like... But was that, like, in a... Yeah, I think at one point it was kind of, like, in a negative light, and then they kind of retconned it later. Like, I think... Like, Jimmy Novak, did they, like, acknowledge, like, oh, is he... He's making a mistake by accepting Castiel... Or think, is it that he's like, oh, he was a good, like, like, he was sacrificing he, himself he for He sacrificed good. himself for Castiel. Yeah, that's lame. But I think it, they did sort of say, like, he didn't know what he was really doing. Yeah, like, I guess. And then they kind of, at the end, are like, no, like, I'll And then her mom is, goes, like, insane but, um, after. No, I, whatever. I, her I life's do really fucked, enjoy but... her relationship with Castiel. I think it's a really, because I think it's, like, a really complex relationship that, like, the show, de- like, shows shockingly well like they depict it in a way that like yeah. i'm kind of surprised at how well they depict it considering how bad they are depicting That's complex me too and ant-man claire's like the girl who plays claire in her name yeah sucks. but like she's so good in the show and it makes me sad because like i feel like she won't do you think it's the writing through. or do you think it's the acting in ant-man like yeah maybe i think like i heard that like she was had a hard time acting in ant-man because of like it's all, I mean, Amy was a shit movie to begin with. I don't think anyone gave their best performance to that movie, but like, yeah, it's all green screen. She's never done like a major motion blockbuster before. Yeah, she's only done TV shows. She's sure. like in this like random ass Marvel movie. Like, yeah. Like, I think I, and she just really seemed in her element. 
and supernatural. Yeah. And I feel like she's I've seen fit her in the world so I've well. I've seen her in like other stuff and I've enjoyed her stuff. But like I can understand that. But like I think Jody's a good character too. I think that was amazing casting. Jody is the only, in Jody is such Zach a good and character. Cody's mom. Yeah. To be the mom of Sam and Dean, it was genius. And she's, like, kind of, like, she makes the Mary character redundant. Like, we shouldn't have Mary, Sam and Dean have a mom. It's Jody. Bringing back Mary was a big fuck you to Jody. It was also a big mistake, just generally speaking, for the show. Yeah. What? Okay, they brought back, let's talk about Mary. They brought back Mary. Immediately, worst character on the show. She's, like, not to shit on moms. I know moms get a bad rap a lot of time for no reason. But she's, like, fucks off from her kids immediately abandons yeah. them literally worse than people who tortured her son yeah. like some of that's fucked yeah no i mean i think like, she's it just goes like, a, it's just it stacks I up and it's a little mary excusable. comes back and they're like she's like oh i'm just like lost and it's like bitch you are a mother she's so whiny she's yeah stop whining about lost. the fact that and it's all want- her fault it's everything is her fault remember because she made yeah. the deal and that's no. why it all died because they have to do the thing where they like explain every detail of the backstory and it's fine it's fine if that's like the way it is and she feels guilty but the thing to me is that she comes back and she's like oh i just missed all this time i came back and my sons are grown men and i'm like so so what you're gonna do is leave like immediately go away and i don't like you guys (laughs) like they don't like how you turned out they forgave you for everything and said we just want you to be here we just love you you're our mom and she says i need some space your children who are like abused by your ex-husband for like many years or your late husband very much in love with your late husband mary comes back she's like she tells them what she does they forgive her she says this is really weird for me i just need some space they're like okay yeah i already said that you go do your thing (laughs) i'm recapping (laughs) Sorry. Because you refuse to listen to me. <laughs> oh. And then she just ghosts them. Like, like um, Dean is, like, trying to reach out to her, and she ignores him. And I just think it's, like, a really fucked up way of you to, like, your sons have forgiven so much for you and are trying really hard to have you in their lives as best that, like, you can have because they understand that it might be really weird for you to wake up 20 years later um in from being dead for 20 years but like not actually dead and like she just goes to them and i think it's like a really like interest it's just like a terrible depiction of like the like perfect mother becomes just like no she's just awful she's been terrible the whole time like okay when you know when they go to the apocalypse world yeah when mary eventually you know like dean was so unencouraged to go look for her oh she's probably dead he's like she's dead yeah it's like, yeah, dude, I would do the same thing. <laughs> She's the worst. Well, they were also pissed me off. So they're bringing back Mary Winchester and, like, John. Fine. But, like, they're going to bring back everyone. Kevin, Bobby. They're not going to bring back Helen and Joe. Apparently, um... They were just annoyed by the hate. I was hearing that, uh... Alona Tal, like, the girl who plays Joe, she was asked to come back to the show mm. and didn't get along with, like, the director or something like oh, that. Oh, interesting. Not like, not like she had agreed or anything, but, like, she sort of, like, didn't... They didn't mesh. Like, she was, like, hearing the stuff for her character, and she was kind of, like, not into it. Like, she didn't she didn't feel like there was I anything. mean, it's not the same show she signed on she to, I guess, I think, 10 years ago, but... I think it was also, like, a... She, I, I heard, and I don't know if this is true, that, like, she just felt like they didn't really have any... Like, the, char- the character that they were writing wasn't really, like, the character that she was. Like, it wasn't really Joe and, like, the way oh, that they were, I like, see what you mean. doing it. And so Because I think she rich. said, like, she had been offered a few times to come back, but she only came back the one time in season seven as, like, a ghost. But she... And she, like, didn't, like, really like what the director was trying to do with the character. That's fair. I mean, a lot of characters get fucking shit on by the writers in this, including Crowley, including Castiel. 
who die unceremoniously. So I the also heard Cassio, drama about I heard drama about Crowley's death. Oh yeah, which is that apparently he was like the actor basically said like I've been on this show for however many seasons. I don't feel like there's anything more for my character to do. I want to leave. And I think the writers just gave him a shitty death as a big fuck you to him. Like, because they were mad at him. That's so sad. Do you want to talk about Sam? What's there to say? He's interesting at first. What's there to say? Jared Padalecki can't act. He's only brought on because of Gilmore Girls, in which he can also barely act. (laughs) It's crazy to me that over 15 seasons of one of your lead actors, like, (laughs) barely being able to act, you don't, like, invest in some acting classes. I think it's hilarious how angry you are. But, um, like, I don't want to take it personally. I still love him. And I think <laughs> it wouldn't be the same without him. Sam's great. I think um, in the, when I rewatched it, Sam was my favorite character for the first two seasons. Yeah. I really like him. He's, like, the that cute, nerdy sense. boy. <laughs> he has actually a character. He has, like, a character. His growth. And I honestly do like his, like, character trope of just, like, he's really into the book side of hunting, basically. Yeah. Um, like, he's into, like, learning well, he's about... Like, he went to school, right? He's yeah. A yeah, he was, like, the young, innocent guy who was, like, being dragged into this life by his brother. And he didn't want to, but, like, he knew that he had to do it, kind of. Which, like, hot. <laughs> the unwilling participant. <laughs> you know, when yeah. you put it like that, it's not hot. But I think he gets more ass than Dean um, in the show overall. But I think the I think the biggest problem with Sam is that when the show shifts tones into being like, like just like they have to be caricatures of themselves. He Sam's character it doesn't really have anything to be a caricature of, like unless they want to make him like a mega nerd, which they tried. He's to, actually had depth before. Yeah, which they try to do with Sam, except for the like you can't really make him like this mega nerd character when he's like this giant like fucking buff ass dude who like I feel like just like from from the perspective of like watching him you're like I don't know he looks like a fucking brick wall like you're telling me he just spends his days with his nose in books I don't believe you so you see that a lot too a lot of what they did in the early seasons which they don't do anymore they used to show like Sam and Dean actually like how like they're doing credit card scams there's struggles with pretending to be an FBI agent and I get that they get past those things but it's like they would show them like working out and, like, practicing fighting. Like, that shit, I feel like, added so much, like, authenticity yeah. to the show and, like, the world building. And, like, and they don't do that, which is fine. But it's, like, it's just a given now. It's just, yeah. I guess, you just assume they do this on the side, even though they're not. My favorite of uh, Sam, though, is, like, yeah, the first few couple seasons. And then I think, even though he has nothing to do, I think the most they give him to do is maybe, like, these, like, season 13, season 14, when he becomes, like, of the leader of the hunters that's like the most i felt like oh this would make sense for sam like i can kind of he feels comfortable here yeah where he's like directing people and like leading them uh, like inspiring see the thing the is i i think it's hard for me because i don't think sam's really naturally an inspiring character no like i think but he's supposed to be right he's supposed to be the one that can like like convince i think people sam, when dean can't with his fist. sam for me is like the emotional one who, like, I really enjoyed his, like, the complexity of his character and the depth of his character in the first few seasons. Yeah. Because, like, it was really interesting and it was fun to watch him, like, really struggle with the fact that he wasn't normal and there was something wrong with him and, like, Lucifer, like, wanted him and stuff like that. And I thought that was really interesting. I liked the episode where, like, him and all the other, like, 
kids like him are all like in the whatever place and they have to like oh, kill each yeah. other. Oh yeah, when he was a psychic, that was really good. That was fun. Um, and then they could have brought that back. But they didn't. Yeah, I, I loved that episode. I thought it was such a good episode. That was one of the best episodes I think in the series. And, um, yeah, I know. Next I was absolutely obsessed with like, a French mistake. So good. <laughs> oh my god. But um, no, that was really good. And I liked when he sort of like comes to the conclusion, like, okay, so not everything is supernatural is bad. Like, look, these people are like me, Dean. Like, we can't just kill them because yeah. they don't understand it. Like, imagine if my power was that. Maybe I wouldn't understand it. Would you oh, kill me? Sweet. And I think that's really good. The I like heart, him being the heart, of, the heart and the voice yeah. of reason. But I almost like I don't think he needs to be like the leader character. I think he almost needs to be. He does need to be Dean's second in command because I think that Dean is the presence that like people listen to, and he's the one who you want to like fight for. Like Dean is the one who you want to like. I feel like go into yeah, battle with. Dean's like I think Dean is the main character of the series for sure. Even though they kind of think it's gonna be Sam at the start, definitely, which is crazy to me. Well, like not crazy to me, but it's like I feel like they would have cast it the other way around. But well, Dean's um, the bad boy and Sam's the good boy, right? Yeah. Well, that, that's the twist, right? Is that Sam's Lucifer's vessel and Dean's Michael's vessel, even though Dean's the bad boy and Sam's the good guy. Yeah. Should we move into Dean then? Yeah, we can go into Dean. He's my favorite, he's one of my favorite characters. Just because I think he's so, like, I just think Jens Michaels is so good in that role. Yeah, I do he think just slips Dean in, is, like... Dean is one of my favorite characters, for sure. I think, at the start, I didn't like Dean because he was... No, like when I watched it initially, I loved Dean, but when I rewatched he's it, like I was the, like, he's like, he's a comic oh, he's, relief kind of, right? Like, well, in the first season, he's just like very sexist and like oh, true. kind of a dick. And I'm true. like, oh, this the character is man. hard for me to watch because like they make him better even throughout the first season. But I'm like, it's really hard for me to watch you just be like super sexist and like rude. Yeah. It's like not hot. Like Barney Stinson style from. Yeah. yeah. And then like I sort of like grow to like him and he is like definitely more character Characterizable. So, like, when, I love pie. Yeah. And sleeping uh, with women and burgers and my car. And <laughs> golly gee, do I love my I'm car. Like, that's fine. I think, like, once it gets to that point, like, I, I know what to expect. I'm like, okay. I also think, like, because Jensen Ackles is objectively a better actor than. He's just charismatic. Than uh, Jared Padalecki. He, they can give him a lot more stuff to do. Yes, yes, totally. So, like, Dean's character gets to be played with a lot more because... Yeah, like, he's a Dean. Jensen Ackles can carry that kind of a role. Yeah, and Jared can't. And Jared can't. Whatever. Yeah. But, and yeah, mean, no, Dean gets to be, like, a demon, and he gets to be uh, Michael for a bit. And I think yeah. he's really a job He gets the mark of like a villain for a while. Which, like, I found a boring storyline, but still, like... It was boring story I like do. when he's, like, when they... That's I just a mean, fun thing too with like the possessions, like the angels, and is like the actors get to play different people. Yeah, and I mean, like I think another thing that I wrote that I like about Dean is he's very like rough around the edges. Like he's a really like uh, he's a character that you really you like. I think from a creative standpoint, almost, and from a viewer standpoint, because you can play with him so much and you can like sort of mold him as you go throughout the show because he's not a complete person yet. Like when you watch yeah. him in the first season. You know that there's like, so much ground. To there's be, like, so much you can do. You can add in so much backstory that like I like the flashback episodes too when they're like yeah. following their dad on hunts. Those are always fun. They do a good job of casting their kid selves mostly. Yeah, but and I um, mean I know what you mean. I do like the guy who plays young Dean, uh, Dylan Everett. I he's on Winging It from Family Channel. Yeah. Yep. That's true. He's also I recognize him immediately. Don't worry. <laughs> I recognized him from Degrassi actually. Oh right, he's Canadian, right? From Toronto. But yeah, no, like, there's yeah. just a lot to play with with Dean as a character. Like, you can He's, add yeah, so much like, to him. He can whereas, do like, it all. When they introduce a character like Sam, he is the main character of the first few seasons. 
And the thing about a character like that is because you're the main character, you're the most thought out character. So it's kind of boring. You don't have as much room to grow. He just whereas is like Dean, a complete person by the end of it. Almost. Whereas like so Dean like, is like, you can work with him so much. Like you can change so much about him that like from a viewer standpoint and from a creative standpoint, yeah. he's, he's more fun to have in your, and he's way more interesting to watch and compelling to make. Yeah, definitely. He, I think he definitely carries the show for like, I also, a lot of it. yeah, I also have a lot of respect for Dean's character by the end of the show because, like, you see, like, he basically is just like he—he's defined by being the dutiful older brother who, like, he yeah. has to take care of Sam and he has to do this and he has to do that. And I think it's really interesting it's very to like self hatred. Like, so you can really see that. He, I think he doesn't. That's the one of the few things that repeat. I think he thinks that like consistently. I think he basically thinks by the end of it, like, I've ruined my brother's life by bringing him into this. And, like, I yeah. need to, like, make sure that Sam gets what Sam wants. And, like, he's just, like... And, I mean, Sam sort of suffers from being just the younger I child mean, and not having that. But Dean, like, carries this, like, responsibility for Sam yeah. that I think is, like, something that I really respect watching in the character. I, see I mean, it's annoying. Dean's but end, but I think I get annoyed when I don't see that from Sam's end. Like, I don't know. Like, like, yeah, Dean cares about his older brother and wants to save him all the time. His and younger brother. Or, sorry, his younger brother wants to save him all His taller brother. <laughs> hey the younger one is always taller okay i know you're right sorry i'm so stupid i think i see sam being grateful for dean sometimes but i also see him being frustrated by by dean sometimes like dean is not the center of sam's focus but dean is always the center of but sam is always the center of dean sam's always yeah i think what's also interesting though is like i do think sam suffers from just being the younger child in the dynamic because I think in general, the younger child is the one who's like being protected and taken care of. And from an audience standpoint, that can be really annoying because like you're like, oh, like I like this character better. It's like Sam didn't necessarily have the same amount of pressure that like Dean had to be put on him to take care of Dean. Like Dean from their dad was like, take care of Sammy, like make sure he's okay. And so it's kind of like how he was raised, whereas Sam was raised in a different way. Yeah. Which they adjust in a couple episodes. And then retcon and a few others. Which so is like it's hard to know where they really stand. But. A really hot like thing that they do with I feel like a lot of bad boy characters. Where they're like, yeah, I they're love. Like, I guess also kind of a trope. It's like the the older sibling is like it's like the parent. Yeah, I like that. I like when like that's like acknowledged and like it's so sweet and like yeah, that's a really yeah. Um, Castiel, I had a lot to write about Dean and Joe's relationship uh, at the okay, beginning. If you wanted Joe. to just talk about it, then I was going to talk about. Well, because the order I did it is like I do the character and then I do the relationships that they have. Fine, but we can talk about Castiel first if they you didn't want. Have a relationship, but go ahead. It's fine. No, I talked about it. Sorry, sorry. so mad. You, you go ahead with Joe, who you think is Dean's leading love interest. I'll sit back here with Castiel. <laughs> don't don't mind me. Well, she's less important. I feel like you talk about Castiel after because she's a less important character. We already talked about Joe. Go ahead. What could you possibly have to say? That Castiel hasn't done 10 times over for Dean. Okay. So I really liked her character. I was really sad. I think for me, she was my one of my favorite female characters in the show. Yeah. I was really sad at how little screen time she got for the show because I thought she was like one of the few characters where like when I watched her interact with Dean, I felt a lot of chemistry. So like I liked that relationship, but I also felt like she was actively being set up as someone who was a match to him. Yeah. Which I, like, enjoy. enjoy yeah, she was really being set up. So, like, she was being set up in this way where she's his, his love interest, but it's, like, at the end of season two or something like that. 
And then people hated her, so, like, they switched it. But, like, when it came to their relationship, I like to see, like, this, like, she's a very strong, independent character. What could have been, man, if they had just, actually I think, let that? I think what's like, really frustrating so to me is, nice. like, there is, like, a what, this just, like, what could have been perspective that's, like, really upsetting because... And, like, they never bring her back, which feels kind of egregious for a show that brings Lily And they kind back. of, like, play it down as, like, oh, no, he just saw her as, like, a little sister. But it's, like, no, he was actively flirting out with her all the time. Like, I mean, very I always her. kind of saw it as, I don't think... He maybe reciprocated. Like, I think she was supposed to be a little bit younger and very much into Dean. Yeah. and But I love the trope where, like, the younger girl, like, you know, it's like, oh, little sister vibes, but it's like, no, I mean, vibes, I think, but it's like, I, think I she see was, her as, like, a, a, like, I think she was more into him when they meet than he's into her. But yeah. What I enjoy about like it the is the naive girlhood crush on, like, the older guy. But she also, but, like, then it's reciprocated. She is, also, like, really satisfied. I mean, yeah, and he's kind of like, he kind of even admits in the first episode, like, like when she says, like, oh, you're not like most of the hunters who come in here. Like, most guys would, like, buy me, like, a beer and, like, some pickup line like, about, like, what's nah, up? And he's 16. like, I'm not doing that And now. he's like, oh, no, I would never. And then he's like, to be honest, I definitely would. But I'm in kind of a bad place right now, basically, is what he says. Well, that's what it felt like, too. Like, it felt like the second that Dean, like, that felt like the only reason they weren't together was because Dean wasn't looking for, like, he's a ladies man he's on the road he's figuring out his own shit he's has problems and well, the second I think, I think that that was resolved he would have opened himself up to joe well because they met and his dad had just died so yeah. like he was in kind of a sh- like he, he says because he they meet in season two and yeah i believe his dad has just like died or something like given up his life for deans or whatever and or i don't know when it was maybe it was season three it was something along those yeah. lines but i think it's something like that and i remember thinking like basically he said like oh shit like if I was, like, not mourning this terrible loss, I probably would be hitting on you right now, which I think is really She's interesting. Like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, but I like I that, like, it. her crush on him is never, like, sort of, like, doe-eyed, like, I'm in love with you. It's more just, like, yeah, like, I like this person, but also, like, yeah. I understand that he's kind of a dick. I think she, like, respect, I think she, like, learned to, like, She's respect him. She's holding for him, I think but, they say at some point. Yeah, but I think, like, it's, like, a an interesting, like, dynamic of, like, she also kind of, like, acknowledges that she's just got really bad taste in guys. And she thinks that it's a mistake to, like, be into him at all. Yeah, true. And, like, but I like the way that they, like, interact. Because I think that they have a good, like, toe-to-toe. Like, they go toe-to-toe on, like, a lot of things where I feel well, like... she's, like, also very stubborn. Yeah. And Dean is very stubborn. And, like... To a fury in around. I think, like, he kind of, like... If I was going to put Dean with someone, I would put him with someone who's very similar to him in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Because he needs someone who can match the level of, like, stubbornness and, like, will that he has. And I also thought it's perfect because she's a hunter and he's a hunter. So they could have just sort of, like, she could have come in and out of, like, no, she could have come in and out of episodes. Like, they kind of just, like, had, like, an on-again, off-again relationship where, like, she comes, joins them for a few episodes and is like, okay, I'm going to go off on my own now. And, like... It's like a yeah. They could have brought they him back set when it they up, want her to. Like oh they set God. it up in a way where it's like she can be in as many or as little episodes as you want, but you've set up a love interest that like there's some romantic also, subplot. For if this they character. had her around, there'd be less SEL shipping. Yeah, Not I think on them. Don't kill yeah. off your cool female characters. Because I think I said I would have been okay with like two options. Like they explored the relationship more in the first few seasons, and then she and her mother die in the season five finale, and it's like the emotional weight of it is like so much more because like. They're more than just, like, these characters we saw four times. It's like, yeah. oh, this was someone who you had a deep emotional connection with, so I really feel it when she dies, and this is yeah. really upsetting, and we don't need to bring her back. That's fine. And you can just, like, kind of mourn that loss. 
or like the show's the same until the season five finale and maybe like she doesn't die like instead of like her just like dying um and then maybe like like after like yeah. Sam dies in the season five finale, like instead of Dean going to Lisa, who's some random ass yeah, bitch, that's they could like too. explore a relationship that like is like based off of like Dean the Lisa post. So weird right like now. I really didn't is like it his kid. No, right? They established it. She said no. She he was just her type basically. Yeah. But um, I think fun. like but I really, also abandons this kid, right? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and they're never up. brought up again. Yeah, what I was thinking is, too. if after season five, instead of Dean going to Lisa, some random ass character we saw once, like Joe doesn't die, maybe her mom is the one who like dies. Yeah. Then I think that would be interesting. But I did, I do all in all. It I was wrote, like shocking to see them both die. I did definitely. It felt off. It was like oh, like this is a lot. Yeah, this is a lot of like fine. This feels like they weren't done yet. Because I kind of felt like I needed, half-baked. I needed either, like, the emotional gravity of, like, Joe. Like, maybe, like, it almost would have been good for the fangirls, too, because it's, like, they showed a relationship of her and Dean, but then, like, she dies. So you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, I it's know. over. But like, well, at least they had written her out a little bit to take a break, maybe, yeah. if it was getting too crazy. But, like, the emotional weight of, like, her death would have just been, like, and I mean, I already felt it, but it would just been, like, tenfold for me if, like, they had had this, like, deep emotional, this, like, deep relationship that, like, they mm. never... Because they never explored it beforehand. And I think it would have been interesting if, like, they they did that and then she died. Because yeah. I also would have found that a satisfying ending. Like, he had this, like, love. Yeah. He had this, like, relationship. Or, like, hope, at least. Or, one. like, hope of one. Yeah, they had something going on. But it just, like, they didn't have enough time. And, like, I honestly don't think that relationship would have lasted. I think it would have been one of those, like, you burn bright and you burn out fast kind of things. Yeah. Because I think they're very, like, they'd kill they'd each been, other. Like, chaos together, yeah. But I think it would have been it would have been like a really interesting and fun relationship to watch. Unfold. I don't think they were like Endgame for sure, but like yeah, I think she was definitely giving me more long-standing love interest. I wanted it to be like sort of just to show also like opportunities of like Dean's emotionally like vulnerable side and like who he is as a person outside of just like him and his brother. Because he like, never like really dates anyone otherwise. Because like, yeah, because I also think she could have been a good proponent for like I mean, character you never growth. Have, like, like girlfriends like, which like, is like what, ruby is the most like relationship they get yeah it was for sam yeah and like i guess Cass, if you count that and yeah there would have been less of the castiel stuff because he would have had also, a love yeah, interest a toxic symbiotic relationship what can you so do? like no so i was just i was just really frustrated <laughs> with that and i kind of wanted to no, talk about fair. my my rewrite of like how i would have liked to see it in a satisfying way where he doesn't have to end up with Joe. He doesn't have to end up with anyone. But I think, like, their relationship was so unfinished that it really yeah, upsets me. Because there's totally nothing... Fair. There's nothing I hate more than an unfinished story. That's just, that's just the show, I feel like. As people get killed before they're... Like, nothing's nothing's ever, like, satisfyingly wrapped up. Well, like, I would mentioned, like, Charlie and Kevin, too, are both deaths. We're like, why? Why did you just randomly kill these characters? It just... I need to Just be- to bring them back later on as, like, their alternate selves. Like... There's no reason for it's just it feels like just for shock value. I don't know. I don't and they're also like your representative character, like your your token whatever gay Asian character. character at that point, your token gay character at that point. Yeah. It feels so like weird and cheap and random, it's, and it's like what who's making the decisions and why? Yeah, I just think from a storytelling perspective, I'll get re- I get really frustrated. Like yeah. after they did that with her and you Dean, I was like, anything. okay, I don't want love interest in this no, in yeah. this show because it's just gonna all I'm gonna all that's gonna happen is I'm gonna be really You're disappointed not be and really upset. I'm, that's why I feel like it's easier to stick the procedural shit because you yeah. know it's gonna how it's like, gonna I go. I was like, after how how badly they flopped that relationship, I was like, 
just don't do it. Don't even try anymore. Don't try anymore. Because you did so. No, the relationship sucks. You had no balls, and like you didn't. That's exactly how I feel. Like after season five, I'm like, no, like don't give them girlfriends. Don't bother. Don't even try. Keep it the same. It's fine. It's same every episode. It's like a apathetic, pissed off. (laughs) Now should we get to Dean's bigger love interest? His his long term love interest of Castiel. Okay. Here's my first axe to grind with Castiel. Okay. I don't like any time, anytime any angel is being really heteronormative, I don't like it. Yeah. Because angels don't have genders. Angels, but that's even the thing with Castiel. It's not even really a gay, sh- the angels aren't supposed to be men, or they're supposed to be these spiritual beings that possess whatever vessel they find, be it man, woman, non-binary. Yeah. So to me, it's weird for Castiel. That's, that's, like, the one thing I would say about Dastiel. It's, like, okay, I, fine. He loves Dean. I'll make that... That's, like, the... That, that makes sense because it's, like, oh, I love this person. And no, that's, that's what it feels I, like to me. It I feels very deep and emotional. I have the same feeling you do. Yeah. Where, basically, to me, Castiel is... a ge- It should be, like, gender neutral. Yeah. Because he's an, he's an angel. Yeah. So and like, he doesn't really have a gender. He can possess but anyone. Fine. Angels he, can represent themselves as any gender. But fine. He decided he wants to be, like, a... Like yeah, a, a man, he man. wants to be yeah. a man. Fine, I'll accept that. The fact that they try to make Castiel a straight man on top of that, wild Bro, to me. When they do the episode where Castiel loses his virginity, fucking cut that shit out. I'm so over it. That's not him. That's not Castiel. No, Castiel's like he's supposed to be like 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 a priest. Like I wanted Castiel. You don't have energy for that. You're not thinking about sex. Like you're spiritual. Or, like, whatever. They could give him that. But, like, don't cheese it in, like, some no, rite of passage this, that like, you need to lose Castiel's your virginity to a one-night stand. He starts watching, like, a bunch of, like, porn and, like, has sex. It's I think so it's, like, cheap. a really creepy route to take him down because of the character that they've created that's so, like, wholesome and, like... Yeah. He's so... He's a puppy. Like, he's, like, a puppy. Yeah, he's, like, child, basically. And then they're, like, oh, he's also, like, super into porn and he's gonna fuck this random girl. Yeah. And I'm, like... Yeah. What? So I don't like that. I think he should be either, like... I think he should be, I honestly thought he should be, like, an asexual character. Yeah. Like, he's maybe in love with Dean, but, like, he's not, like, he doesn't feel sexual attraction. He just, like, is, like, in love with this person. Because he obviously does very much love him, and that's fine. And he can have a deep emotional, even romantic relationship with him. But he doesn't, he doesn't, like, want it to be physical. And that kind of works for their relationship. Michael isn't out there hooking up. Because he's a serious angel. Even Lucifer jokes when he um, conceives Jack. Yeah, oh, I just lost my virginity, like, which I think is hilarious. I think it's fine for like the other, like the other angel characters are supposed to be like more, like supposed to have be like a more dimensional. Like I think for Lucifer it's okay because it's like he's the no. Devil. I thought that was a really funny yeah. thing. Was, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> even, like, I, I thought like, that even was Cassiel can't say he's a virgin. It's crazy to me. Like I thought it was hilarious when Lucifer did that. I honestly thought Lucifer would have been out there banging way before, but I thought it was a really funny scene. I think it was really gross the way they approached Castiel's virginity. Yeah. And like I think his, it was a disservice to the character. His, like, foray into, like, sexual relationships. Because I also think, okay, fine, Castiel, you want him to be a sexual character. Maybe I could do that. I don't think he's just straight. Anyway, it just, yeah, that's super weird to me. He's probably one of my favorite characters, though. Like, he is, like, the comic relief of the show. And I do think he's, like, really entertaining to watch. I think yeah. Misha Collins is a really good actor. Like, yeah. I actually think he does a really good job. Um, you know what I love about Misha Collins? Okay, this is another thing. I guess it's more yeah. loose for a take. But I love in season, I think it's 11, where they are able to... And I didn't think they were going to get Mark Pellegrino back for Lucifer for, like, the entire series. And they gave it to Misha Collins for, like, 
when Castiel's possessed oh. by Lucifer. I that was like so that. fun. And I that thought Misha really Collins fucking deserves that. He deserves to go crazy and like have fun with his acting after playing this stiff ass grunty character. And I, I feel like that really <laughs> showed really well. honestly like Misha Collins like acting abilities. That was like, so was Misha like, Collins. You versus what he's like as man as Castiel. <laughs> like I was like, oh I just feel like you can do so this. Like, good. I would have been okay with him being that for a lot longer. Yeah. I liked I did like um, when he came back to being Castiel because obviously I missed Cass. Yeah, Cass is cute. And Cass is really cute. And I think he has a fun dynamic with Dean and with Sam that's fun. What's also crazy to me is if Castiel's like his thing with Dean is like, oh, I know I'll never be with you because like you don't like men. And it's like, well, you could just possess a woman. (laughs) So this feels like a moot point. I think... That's what I mean. Like, he's just... Yeah. No, I think for Castiel... So, they basically, like, canonically say that Castiel's in love with Dean at some point, don't they? Yeah, he confesses his love to Dean. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. They also canonically basically say that Dean is into Castiel. Do they? There's an episode, I don't know if you've seen this one, where he's confessing in a booth about his repressed emotions. And he gets into, like, he's super fucking gay what he says. He's like, oh, like, I have these feelings that I've never experienced before. And I might be dabbling and trying them for the first time or like did you get to see this clip it's like no it's it's in the series okay. and it's like whistleblowing to I feel like people okay. saying maybe Dean is gay I think and he like basically is like yeah I have one person in mind that I want to try new experiences with and like dabble in feelings I've never felt before jeez <laughs> it's Dang. kind of intense I gotta look it up after but yeah but um no I think okay well okay that aside I feel like for Castiel, it's not that he doesn't think Dean will be attracted to him. I feel like it's more that, like, he's, like, this is, like, my deep friendship and, like, oh. there's, like, all this uh, all these other factors. Like, I don't think yeah, he maybe, thinks that yeah. he should, like, enter so into I'm a relationship. I'm an and you're, like, a human. Yeah. That's probably not cool. Yeah. No, no, risk like of, no risk of getting him pregnant, though. <laughs> so that's nice. That's nice. Um, I do think Dean and Castiel's relationship is very sweet to me, though. Like, a lot of the time, yeah. I think it's, it's a, from a friendship level. It's a very, like, sweet and like a lot of the time I wish they did something with it relationship demon has to be romantic but they didn't do anything with it no I think yeah I think they should have done stuff with it like I also think like I think I've said this to you before but I think it would be interesting if like Castiel had maybe like confessed a love for Dean that he had way earlier on in the show and Dean just kind of like wasn't able to like reciprocate that and it would have been this sort of unspoken but like like, true, like, thing that they, like, know is between them. Or, like, that Castiel knows. At least, like, to, like, sort of give us something. Like, to sort of say, like, oh, yeah, like, obviously there is this side of the relationship, but, like, Dean won't accept it. And that's, like, something that I could live with as, like, a... As a way of doing it. You know what I mean? And I feel like they don't do that. I guess they do the scene where... I just feel like it should have been addressed and I just wasn't. There's the fun scene where Sam gets mad at Castiel for not coming when he calls. And then Cass says, well, Dean and I have a much more profound relationship. Cass doesn't come out of my ass. Don't you, Cass? He's like, well, I've never been in your ass. And they're like... Yeah. Um, Um, So a lot of that. But I just think that the fact that they, like, refuse to have either of these characters be anything but straight is, like... Even, like, they say God had a couple boyfriends. He's like, yeah. oh, what have you been up to? Had a couple girlfriends, had a couple boyfriends. Because, like, they already also, like, play up that, like, Dean's uncomfortable with Cass's, like, demeanor towards him. Maybe, like, they could just make it well, more Well, it would romantic. have been okay as well if they just, like, flanderized the shit out of it. If they just tripled down on it. And it was, like, every joke was just, like, that they're basically a couple. And they're just an old married, but they're friends. But, like, the joke is that they're old, an old married couple yeah. or something. Like, even if they had, like, maybe done that or it's, like, so on the nose. It's like, okay, they're actually not. 
Yeah. So I feel like they like they just like teetered the slime room. It's just always sexual tension between them. Or like always romantic tension. Or like always I almost would have wanted them to build more of the tension and then release it with something. I think also it could have been really fun if they were just like dated. They just fucked. If they just dated, but like if at least I don't know. Like, there's so many jokes and, like, things. Like, they could have at least, like... They could have done so many, like, sitcom well, trope episodes where they're they doing, are, like, the, the... But, like, they already play around with the fact that, like, Dean is uncomfortable enough. with how, like, close to, like, him, Cass always wants to be and stuff like that. I feel like they could really... worry that Cass is in love with him, which he is. I feel like they could really amp that up. But I think if they, like, actually played it up that way, that would be a really interesting way to play it, where it's, like, maybe it is a one-sided love, like, of, like, yeah. romance. But, like... It's fine if it is. Like, it's fine if it just is that Castiel's in love with Dean and Dean is straight. Like, I'm okay with that as a character I think it's character also, like, plot the line. more they deny it, the the more I want to believe it. It's yeah. Like, it's like the more that Dean's like, I'm not gay, I'm not gay. I'm like, mm, I, you, you say that a lot. Like, maybe you are. <laughs> yeah, no homo, but yeah. I want to fuck my friend really bad. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you are. Yeah. You can just say that. Like, it's, you don't have to, like, die. I, I think it would be fine people if he who, was. People who are straight don't feel like they need to deny I feel like I'm approaching it from Which the like perspective fine. of, like, the writers are never going to make Dean gay, yeah. so fine, they're not going to do that. Like, why can't Castiel sort of be the one propelling this relationship in a way that's, like, Or maybe romantic? at least, Kath, at least it could have been, like, it could have been this, like, even if it's not an aversion to, like, a romantic relationship with a man, it could have been, like, at least, like, a commentary on, like, male friendships and having deep male friendships and it could have been like maybe follow a lot of similar tropes and milestones, but it could have better served maybe like Dean accepting how to like open up to like other people and to like open up to like other like men and yeah. form friends and form deep connections with not just Sam. Yeah. That could have been interesting too. Been interesting. And like Castiel being like a ethereal being would have been a good catalyst for like not understanding all of these defense mechanisms like, well what do you mean is weird to talk about this like why would it be yeah because like, i think the castiel already does that like he kind of yeah. does present that character he's a he's good like, foil to dean for that I oh think. like I he's understand. naive and he's curious and he's questioning everything yeah Anyways. and then i think i wrote in season 12 castiel like it says that he like loves like dean and sam and mary for some reason which seems like he's like dying for them and he's like saying that he loves them and i think that would have been a really good scene for for castiel to say specifically to dean like i really love you like you're really important because i think that could have been a really big emotional moment for them well, they do that that would have like but like instead of like because he comes back right after see yeah. after that i think what would have been really great about that is that he comes back and they have to deal with the fallout of that like i want to see them deal with the fallout of like cast doing they purposely sort of never happened and like even in season 13 like dean is like basically depressed until castiel comes back like he's like He's like, I well, I yeah. can't do anything until Castiel <laughs> Sorry, is back. The main message of this show is if anyone you love dies or goes missing for a while, be depressed and suicidal until they return to you. Yeah. Well, except for that, I feel like Dean... When, Don't work on yourself. When Sam Don't move died, past it. When Sam Don't died, grieve. Just fight well, no, for it to be different. The first time it happened, when Sam dies at the end of season yeah. five, Dean, like, moves on and creates a life and accepts it. But that's before they're coming back to life, like... Castiel dies and Dean thinks there's nothing I can do and he refuses to accept it. And I think it's a really telling of, like, yeah. basically how dependent he's become on this person to the extent that, like, it's even, it hits him even harder than, like, when his own brother died and he was the only person in his life yeah. that, like, his best friend is, like, gone and, like... Well, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Cass dies and he has, like, no reaction. Cass hasn't died that many times. He does a few times. 
Yeah. He, 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 he softens Dean, which I think is, like, why they work as a dynamic. Yeah. Um, but they always separate them. In the last seasons, they keep them separated because they don't want Dusty L to come back. That's why they do it. It's Isn't just that, sad. Isn't that so sad? Every time I, like, and look so, at it, like, I'm just, like, no balls. Shitty. Yeah, that's the thing. No balls. Even... Ugh. It's like, you can't even, like... You can't even put we'll the characters... You're afraid family. to put the characters together because you're afraid the fans will be too into the, it. I'm sorry. Supernatural, the only fans watching your show past season 10 are the fans that want to see Dusty L happen. The only fans watching your show past season, like, four are the fans that want to see Dusty L happen. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, past season, like, five. The like, second Castiel shows up, you're, uh, Dusty L's happening. I'm sorry. Like, anyone who watches the show past the original finale of season five, like, or past season six, maybe, because, like, maybe they gave it a shot... They're they're the ones who want Dusty L to happen, and that's the only reason your show is still going on is because people wanted Dusty L to happen so bad that they watched fifteen seasons, ten seasons of crap. What would you have thought about Crowley? Oh, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay, what about Crowley? Just as a character? Yeah, let's talk about him. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I like couldn't grasp what you were saying. No, it's fine. <laughs> I was really um, sneaky. Uh, I like Crowley a lot. I think he was a really fun character that, like... Mark Shepard is really good. He did such a good job with that character. He's in a lot of nerdy shit. I think think he did such a good job with Crowley, and I think the way that... um, the way that Crowley's portrayed in the show is really cool too because he's like he's the king of hell, but he's like, it's a different kind of hell. Like I like that he's kind of just like a businessman. Yeah. All the time. Like he doesn't really he's not really into like I don't really need to kill like he doesn't want to cause harm really, but he will if it like Like I think he likes he it. Understands he understands that it's like a, a means towards and ends. But like yeah, he doesn't he likes do power. It. He wants power. That's he what won't he wants. kill you if he can make a deal with you instead, which I really respect. And I think that's like a really cool I like his friendship. There's a reason why he's the king of power. I like his friendship with Dean and Sam. But him and Dean, Dean I think are also a really cute duo. I know they're not Tessie Alcohol. I don't think But they're like buddies. And I think Crowley is into Dean. Who isn't, I guess, into Dean? I guess I think like for me, I think Crowley and Dean are genuinely a a well pulled off friendship. Like I do think that's a good like bro-y relationship that's like fun to watch. Whereas, like, with Castiel, they add so much emotional shit that, like, it doesn't feel like a friendship anymore. Well, with, with, that's the thing. I think with Crowley, they lean into it. And they go, and he goes, oh, like, my little pet. Like, you're my best friend. Are we going to be best friends yet? Like, Crowley talks to him like that. Yeah. Like, like as if he would talk to, like, a lover. And they, like, oh, see, they, like, I feel hyper like, do that. I feel like Crowley, like, that's his character. Well, Crowley's He's just very flirty. With him. But I feel yeah. like Crowley's more flirty with, like, Sam than I think he is with Dean. Like, I think. Oh, they ha- him and Dean have, like, a whole summer of him love. And, him and Dean have, and like. he calls it that, like, a summer of love <laughs> yeah, with Dean. that's true. Like, he lays it on super thick with Dean. No, I, I do. And I think, think that's what deters, like, the shipping. It's like, oh, well, like, no, they're chilling. Like, if they had done that, like, the fact that Cassie, I think they would strain it so much. That's what adds attention. Yeah. That's, like, that's. That's the tension. Basically math. <laughs> That's, did you say math? So that's basically math. No, yeah, that's I mean, math. I, but like, yeah, and I mean, like, you can, but you can kind of, like, tell that Crowley's not serious because he also does flirt with Sam a lot. I think he, like, talks about oh, yeah, but what like, a gorgeous man Sam is, basically. Yeah, you know, like, there's no room for interpretation with Crowley, I guess, whereas. Like, yeah, there's a lot of room for interpretation but, um, with Estiel. I really like Crowley. He also was done dirty. So how do you feel about uh, Crestiel? I would have been fine with her. Is that what I think Crusty. like it would have been fun if they'd hooked up once, like a one night stand, and then like okay. Crowley kind of like teased him about it. He was like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? I don't know. It's fine. That's and then I, I would have been okay with that because they're both 
not supposed to have genders. I mean, Crowley is sense. a boy. No, he does have a gender. Like, oh, was, I guess he was like a boy. He was boy. Burnt he was like a boy as a man. You're right. Like he could choose, but not he's to definitely have not like a straight man. No, right? He's like. I basically I like that all the evil characters are basically just like su- like super sexually. Free. They're just really progressive. The demons are just really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're all like <laughs> fighting for that liberal agenda of <laughs> down for whatever. Whereas all the like good characters are like very straight. Yeah, well, the angels are evil. That is something I like about the show too. The angels are evil. The angels I feel are like that evil. was a new. Everyone's idea evil at the time. except for Sam and Dean. It's very like yeah. But if like everyone else is evil, are you really the good guy? But if the good guys are doing evil things, yeah. what does that mean? That's um, the questions the show asks but never answers. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's all I had to say about Carly. I just like Carly. Uh, what about Benny? His Dean's vampire friend? Yeah. His side piece. Oh, I didn't find him that memorable. Did you? Me neither. I didn't know where to put him on my list of favorites. I thought he was kind of cool. Like, I remember him being, like, having a cool personality <laughs> and being a cool addition, but I also remember being really bored in a lot of his scenes. I think the thing about Benny is, like, he was an interesting character for what he did, and I didn't need to see him really further than that. I, th- I thought Dean and Purgatory was a plotline I really liked. So okay. I think that helped. I think it was, like, It's fun. interesting that it all the extra characters place. are basically just Dean's friends. Like, Sam doesn't have any friends. Sam and Charlie Sam makes friends with girls who they don't respect, so they don't actually get plots with them. Yeah, that's true. Because Sam, like Sam's closest friend or Sam's only Charlie. really friend is Charlie, who comes back and forth. And Eileen a little bit. Eileen, and then, like Jody, I guess. Jody's friend. Sheriff both Mills. Of them. Sheriff Mills is fun too. I think she's a fun character. But like, the, I would say they're friends with both of them. Whereas like Dean, like most of the characters who come back are like the ones who Dean has created relationships with. You're right. They all prefer. They all meet them both and prefer Dean. Which Sam is fair. has Which to like same. Sam has to like convince them to like not be pissed at Dean, and then they all prefer Dean to Sam yeah. by the end. They respect him more. Yeah. Uh, the only other character Dean, I had notes Sam's on with secretary. was Jack. I like Jack. Jack is a character I like. I the problem with a character like Jack, this is my problem with him, is he's like just the most powerful being basically. Like they've just created oh, the most powerful being. Yeah. And then you could make it interesting by like the the seasons that he's in. Like, don't have him come to his full potential of his powers for a while. Only took his grace away. Like, get him to learn them for a while first. But he seems to get a handle on his powers pretty quickly, and then they just take them away instead of just, like, having a season of, like, developing his ability to use them and not understanding them. Like, because yeah. that could have been interesting if they had prolonged that a little bit. But if instead, he just they're like, them at the... Well, they needed it for plot. But, like, they just take it away then when, like, they need him to be. And so that's why I find those characters yeah. really annoying. Because it's, like, you can't just be an all-powerful being and then, like, randomly your powers go away. So Like, in the yeah. finale, they're just like, oh, well, he's too drained right now to do anything. And um, I'm like, fucking Christ. Fair um, and his only possible ending, I think, was the ending that he got. Yeah, no, for sure. He was always going to become God. Like, he was basically. They literally say it when he's being, like. He was basically created like, for that purpose. Like, oh, he'll have the same power as God. Like, oh, we the don't character, know not, okay, well, not I guess for creating him, but the writers yeah. basically created him for that purpose. No, and I, honestly, I think Jack is a really good addition to the show. Oh, no, I, I like think him a lot as a character. things up perfectly. I really enjoy. It's a good, like, okay, it's stepping into, like, now they're kind of father figures. Yeah, I know. I, I really like enjoy Jack as a they character. They don't do anything with it. I just think, I like it. <laughs> I just think the problem with introducing a the character like that nice. is that like you're just a little pre- too op. Yeah. Well, I think he's the classic 
Chris, I guess is also a trope. He's like the superhero. Like he is the OP superpower, like has the OP superpowers. I just could end the world in a snap, but like he's too naive and undertrained. Well, that's the thing. is like, like know how to use it. So that's how it's They don't prolong that though. They just like, he knows how to do it. And then they take his powers away instead of just like prolonging the idea that like he doesn't. I don't think he knows how to do it. They like like he does it kind of out of emotional outbursts. No, but like I feel like. And then when they try to get him to do it again, he can't. No, but I feel like by like at least at the point I'm at, it's like I feel like he's gotten a grasp on like how his powers work. Like he understands how to use them. And instead of like building on that, anytime they need him to be weak, they just say, oh, you're human. Like you're human now or like you can't use your powers now. And it's like, okay, well, like that's not really like. Like, that's, that's not, like, enough. Is. Like, you need to, like, just basically make him, like, still too naive and too unsure to, like, be able to use his powers until he finally, like, needs to be able to use them fully. Or, like, yeah, maybe he loses his powers well, they once, have no, but don't, they like, have do no it. sight longer than, like, an episode. Yeah. So they don't know, like... <laughs> it's just really no, frustrating yeah, when they fair. do that. Because I'm like, you could make this a long oh, storyline. Well, you know about too? Well, they'll, they'll finally find this secret magical weapon that's going to defeat the big bad, but... For X, Y, and Z, they need to use it for something else, or it gets stolen, or it gets destroyed, and now they can't. And, so and they it's just like have to use within that episode, and it's like, okay, well, like, what was the point of this? Like, they'll build a whole season trying to find a weapon, find the weapon, lose it within the episode, and they'll yeah. be like, I guess we're starting from scratch, and it's two episodes from the finale, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, fucking Christ, yeah, all the time. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I like, I think it's season eleven as well. I think I do really like season eleven where they have team free will they form it again and yeah. it's they like oh we don't have the archangels let's put together they have chuck they have rowena crowley i love Cass. rowena yeah rowena's my she's favorite so character anytime she's on screen i'm electrified she's so ma- she's so adorable she does everything she needs to do i kind of ship her and sam but i won't elaborate it's just based off chemistry yeah and i think sam could go for an older woman i feel like that's his vibe i also think that um she's yeah i love her and i really like her relationship with crowley i thought it's fun i like that she's just like no i don't give a shit about you yeah we're colleagues kind Basically, of i don't know she's like it, I, it's very complicated between the two of them and i think i really also they do a good do- job of like intentionally is, not addressing it i also think rowena is like a mildly complex character like i do think she actually I has layers her. to her yeah. character no i love her story she's a peasant girl in like the 17th century She's, like, a white trash girl from nothing that, like... Like, built her way up. Yeah! That's a girl power feminist icon story. (laughs) No, I think she's great. I think she's such a fun character and such a good addition to the show. I'm like, I get it. You know, if you have a baby in the 15th century, how much are you really going to care about it? Like, most of them die if they ever get born. They're all not even your property. Well, she actively hates her son. The only person she's ever loved is that one guy her son killed. (laughs) That was random. But then she does love Crowley at the end because she wants to get back randomly. So I like when she shows up and they kind of tease that she's Crowley's mom. I like when she does the hello boys. Hello boys. I love that. It's just a cute little like, she's so like mother like son. Yeah. What about Ruby? Uh, I liked her. Mrs. Padalecki. She overstayed her welcome maybe, but I liked her character. She was fine. I thought she was fun. I thought it was a fun like character to have and i liked her and sam i hot take liked her and sam dynamic i thought it was fun to do i thought it was really fun i thought sam's you know sam's it's kind of random boy why who, like, does he sleep with the demon because because she seduces him no I, like, I do think she's like his she, he sees her as like she's being like a, a support to him like oh she's, right she's she giving poses him blood, as right? like his friend like she's like i'm looking out for you sam i care about you and he's like i didn't realize demons could like care about people and she's like no i do care about you like i think but she does eventually care about him right 
Or does she, kind of, is she always evil? I think she kind of manipulates. I think it's like she manipulates she I think she like, she's a very twisted kind of like, I think she cares a little bit about him, but she's, a she's also girl. a demon. Yeah, and, fair enough. And I think like at the end of the day, that's not, like she's not getting redeemed. That was fun. I, yeah, she's kind of a one note character. She served her purpose. Oh wait, no, that's not Ruby. That's I was like Meg. a blonde. Okay, that's different. Okay, that's right. Um, yeah, Ruby's no. Cool. I actually Meg do is, think Ruby does. Meg is the one that like. Is I'm a remembering good demon. now. Ruby is the one who actually I think did care about Sam, and I think Meg is the one who's like very gray. Oh, okay. Very sometimes bad, sometimes good. Very self interest. I mean, they both are. Amara. I, I thought she was I didn't a little interesting. I thought her relationship with her brother God was interesting, but otherwise kind of a stupid character. And like, why would they go that route? That was weird. Yeah. I also, I don't get like how they kind of said that her and Dean have a romance, but like I don't see why they kind of made that parallel. Well, they said like that her and Dean have a romance. Like, they also said that um, she's like it's seductive when he's in front of her, which just feels like he just like basically has no control. He hates her, but like he can't do anything about it. He won't be able to kill her. There's like something that he can't kill her, but like it doesn't matter. It seemed like a weirdly vague. It was a thing weird like if you're gonna build this romance, build something. Don't just like, yeah. I thought they were kind of gonna go harder on that. And, well, I mean, they but also they said that, like, do. Dean and Bella had, like, a romantic tension. And I was like, a little bit. But no, you knew so that they were never. Else. I was like, you knew they weren't going to get together. Yeah. She's the bad guy. Like, he just isn't going to do that. Do, like, Sam is the character. I liked Bella. I guess I did like Bella. But Sam is the character who, like, you could see him hooking up with one of the, the bad guys. Because Sam's the one who believes in redemption and believes in all that stuff. Dean is, like, the character who, like. You just, like, can't really see him He's ever. too stubborn. Like, he just, like, can't see past. He would never see past you being a demon. Like, he'd be like, you're bad. Like, that's yeah. just... Like, He's kind of... He profiles. So, yeah. And so, like, that's as much as, like, Chester. it would be fun for Dean to have a love interest, I think... He's not the one of the two of them who's likely to date one of the villains. And I honestly like Sam with a villain. I think it's really fun. Yeah, it's Because I think it adds a lot to Sam, too, who is the person who's supposed to see deeper than... He's yeah. supposed to see past, like, the... And he's supposed to get into, like, well, what does this all really mean? Like, what really are demons? And what really are angels? And, like, what does this like, mean for humanity? Dean's just like, going to be with a person who is basically a hero. And Sam's going to be with a person who, like, he ha- he's helping them to realize that they can be good. They don't have yeah. to be bad. Dean, Sam's going to fix someone. Yeah. And Dean's going to have someone I that wrote, can tolerate him. <laughs> I think I wrote in one of my hot takes about something. I was like, Sam's like the YA main girl who's, like, meets yeah. a broken person and says, I can fix you. And all his girlfriends, like, die. Um, yeah. They're just fucked up. Just- do you have more characters you want to talk about? or do you want Did to- you like Metatron? Did you not like Metatron? I thought he was kind of annoying at times. I didn't give a shit about him. You've listed a lot of characters that I had zero opinions about. I thought Kevin I was kind of boring about- and was randomly killed for no reason. Kevin was like, sometimes Charlie. he was funny and he was annoying a lot of times. He was the bottom of my list. And I just think her quirkiness is too much. And I think just like her forehead, all the- like every line she says, it's just like, I'm the token gay character. Like, I'm gay. Like, Do you get it? <laughs> it's like okay. Like sometimes I just felt like Charlie was like basically a female Sam. I was like she's just the nerd one who like also is doing hunting and wants to learn about all this shit. Yeah. And I was like okay, and I didn't care, but I just didn't care. Like Sam's not an interesting. I would have been okay if she was for an episode. It was weird to me that she was a long-standing character. I didn't mind when she like came back once in a while. I just didn't want to see her a lot. I sorry. This isn't. This is precludes um, alternate version Charlie, who so far I think is fine because she's a little more quiet. And stoic. That works a little bit more for her. I like quirky characters, so I actually I know you like the quirky. I can't do it, but I I I think it dates the show when they're making all these pop culture references, and it's like okay, okay, well, to be fair, 
you're like, like she's just so you like could have watched you watched like, it when it came out and now you're watching chuggy. it again that's why i don't like it better okay cringy anyways um moving on do you want to talk about the finales yeah i was gonna start with the season five finale maybe like yeah go for it uh, I didn't have a lot to say. I thought this was a really well done finale. I really liked how how they had built up for five seasons. I felt like the story, everything had come to a peak. They're saving the world from the apocalypse. It's like a massive payoff after yeah. like dedicating so, five years of watching so the show. You're so ramped up. That's like, where they do the song and the Impala jumps over the... Oh, it's so good. It's so quality. Everything that happens is so impactful. Um... Joe and Ellen's death is like, I mean, it, it was an emotional impact still, but like, I would have been whatever. fine with it. If that was the last, if that was the and series finale. And, and that would have been fine. And like, because I knew that was how Dean it was going to Dean sort end. of goes, like, like, I didn't like that he went back to Lisa, but Dean goes to Lisa, like, tail between his legs after like losing everything and he needs like stability and like love in his life and he decides that this is like what he's going to do and he like, sort I'm of okay with it. I'm okay with his, Dean getting a regular life. No, and yeah, he just decides like he has a regular life now and he's like, I need to like, I need to get out of this. Like, I've lost my brother. I've lost my closest friends. Like, I've lost too many people to this like, war and like i stopped the world from the apocalypse i get a break now i get to retire and i think that's really fair i really loved it i liked the idea that like they've spent five years fighting demons and vampires and different monsters and ghosts and stuff and now they're stopping the apocalypse and it's like yeah that's the big that's the final they've done the most they could possibly they've done everything and like except no you're allowed to stop they have and so the fact that they do and it's like really like epic, like it's a big. It's I think a big also finale. Jared Padalecki fucking brings it. Yeah, of this season, I he's think his best. everyone crushes the finale. Like I just think the end of season five is really really good, and then the fact that they have ten seasons after that just honestly to me belittles it like a yeah. lot. Well, it's like, bad. It's like, like I'm really trying to convince people to watch. Like I don't want to watch a show that's gonna get shitty. It's like no, and just like, stop no, but it's watching. Not. It's, it's season stop five. watching after season five. I promise you, watch till season five. It's a good show. Because season, it's a good show until season five. It feels like... It's a very white show, but it's a good show until season five. <laughs> it is a very white... It's a very white, straight show. <laughs> you can get past that. But if you can get past that... No, I just think it feels like everything builds up so well and pays off. Well, they off. tease it, right? They show, like... They're yeah. already showing, like, season three. Like, you know, you get snippets of like everything. Everything and pays off at the end of season five. Prophecy. That's what they've got a prophecy. It's good foreshadowing. Like, Lucifer... So good. Did such a good job. Lucifer's so good. He's so fun. And Meg is I never thought I would agree for Lucifer, but I was like, he's so fun to just Um, watch. Yeah, she was good too. And just like, they have all the characters. Um, Well, sometimes I think, you know what, that was was the ultimate series ending, but then I think, you know, if you stopped watching there, you would never meet Kirali. Yeah, but... You would never meet, like... Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, there's still good stuff later on. No, there's good stuff later on. I just think I honestly would have been okay with... Yeah, I just think the season five finale was so good and it made the show, like, that show would have been, like, I feel like, a, like, I think that show did get, like, a lot of, like, acclaim and, like, they got, like, awards and stuff, like, for the first few seasons. They were so good. Yeah. And, like, it felt really big. Like, you know, like, there was battles and it was, like, huge. The stakes, the stakes were never higher. Even though they were dealing with technically higher stakes, the stakes were never higher. Than the season like, five yeah. finale, yeah. They really built the shit up and they made you feel it. Um, But I would say, okay... Yeah. To switch gears in a season 15 finale. Yeah. The it. second to last episode of season 15 should have been the final episode. Okay. It's really good. So they like, well, no, I don't, it's not like that good. There's obviously it's not where a lot. Cast but, no, Cast dies in the third to last That's episode. That's fucking crazy to fucking me. fucking crazy. That he doesn't make it to the end of his own, his series where he's a third co-lead. 
I'm so bitter about that. But I enjoyed um, their like parallels to Cain and Abel being like Dean and Sam. And basically the way it is, is Chuck's pissed off that Dean and Sam, like he wants their story. He like basically says like, your story ends. One of you kills the other one, like Cain and Abel. Your two brothers who like, this is what happens. And Dean and Sam say, fuck that. We're not going to do that. Chuck's mad about that. Gets really petty and kills, like gets rid of everyone in the world. Um, which like, oh, shocking. Um, he's mad that they won't follow his book. Like he's the writer. He wants them to follow his story. And Dean and Sam are like trying to figure out a way to like save people. But they're like, what do we do when there's no one else to save? Like, it's just you, me and Jack who are alive and Jack can't do anything because he doesn't have any power right now or something like that. Or like he's, he's not charged up. I don't know what what it is. He's charged for a bit. Um, and like. I think it's, like, a cool storyline that I kind of want to go back and watch because if they executed that well, that'd be really interesting of, like, he's been playing them, like, he's been making them think different things and, like, toying with them a lot. And, like, it's so it's so fun that God's the big bad because, like, again, in the Bible, like, God's kind of the big bad in, like, most of the stories. I think it's a natural conclusion for this series it's for kind going of as a, long as it did that God would be the big bad. It's kind end. of a fun... And he's, like, it's kind of fun. It's also, weird that they also made him the big bad for, like, a couple seasons prior. <laughs> but, like, fine. It's kind of fun that they play it off as, like, he's basically... But they also played off as, like, he's... Okay, so he's the big bad because he's God. But also they played off as, like, he's a disgruntled author who's characters yeah. aren't do adhering to what he wants. It's almost like he wrote a story and then some fangirl rewrote it and he didn't like that ending. So he threw a hissy fit and like fucked everything up, which I think is really interesting, like a fun way to like put it. And then Jack overthrows God and like takes his power from him. And it's like the perfect ending for Jack's character. Yeah. And then yeah. of course he's going to be God. Yeah. Okay, Everybody you knew. seem mad, but... No, I'm just... See, the thing with no, me, just the like, finale, it's story-wise, it's Yeah, just it like, went exactly how I thought it was going to go. It's very complete. And then, I think the punishment of Chuck, like, having to live out his life human is kind of a fitting punishment because he talks about... Because it's like, he thinks he's above everyone. Like, he thinks he's better yeah. than everyone. So it's like, okay, no, well, now you have to, like, just become Actually this... Be human. And Sam's like, you're going to be forgotten. Like, you're not going to be remembered. No one's going to know who you were. And... Which is interesting because he's a very famous author, so I don't think that's true. But um, Chuck's character is a very famous author. Well, how many well do we remember uh, the creators of <laughs> Yeah, but whatever. And so that's like an interesting. Queer baby. <laughs> and then the last like few minutes of it are like basically Sam and Dean, like a montage of all the people and the friends that they've made along the way. Okay. So it's very like end closing of the chapter. That. I'm okay with like, it, I guess. It's it's a very like I feel like the ultimate we've seen them all in heaven. That's what I would expect them to do. But I guess they can get everyone well, back. Whatever. It's a very like fantastic like end of the series. Like it feels like, okay, this is we've built up to this now and like this is the end. And like here's the fan tribute of like a montage of like them throughout, like from season one to like and you see everyone in the montage. Okay, basically. that's cool. And so that's really I like, fun. I like a good corny season series finale. Like, you know, like, I said, like a long, like what annoyed me about the season finale is that the three main characters this. are Jack, Sam and, and Dean instead of Sam, Dean and Castiel because yeah. Castiel dies in the episode before. And then this obviously should have been the season finale. But the real last episode is some piece of shit garbage where they just go on a hunt and Dean randomly dies from like yeah, being impaled. And like also... Dean's death scene is one of the worst death scenes I've ever seen in my life. He's impaled and he goes, Sam, I don't think I'm going to make it. And Sam's like, what are you talking about? And it's like, 
I, like, I don't think I'm gonna. Dude, what are you like, talking about? He's, he's acting like he's not in pain. Well, he's not impaled fully. Like, he's impaled in the, the back and he's, like, against the thingy and you can't oh, see him in the front. No, he doesn't start bleeding. They don't show any blood, nothing like that. Oh, so he's he not does, And then he does this, like, dramatic scene of, like, saying, like, oh, like, no, it's okay. Like, it's my time. Like, live yeah, your life. You love Sam. Kind of thing. But then, like, like Jared, Jensen Ackles, for all the good acting that I've seen, did such a shit job with that scene where I'm like, dude, like, you realize you're impaled, right? Like, act like you're in fucking pain. Act like you're actually dying here. And instead, you're, like, trying to do this dramatic scene and you can't even do that. Like, have you just been acting on this show for too long that you don't know how to act anymore? Like, what the fuck is going on? That's crazy. No, that's crazy. To me, that's, like, that's the most... For Dean as a character, who from the start they've shown could benefit from not being in this life. And don't they show that he maybe or maybe not accepted a job offer when they decided to let go of hunting, but they went on this last time. So to me, that's like, oh, they that's don't show the that. tragedy. That's Chuck's intended ending. Like, I think the tragedy for me is, so they really push this narrative of like, so Dean basically says like, it's okay, Sam, like live your life, be happy. And they really push this narrative. And then Sam goes and like, he gets married and has like, the white picket fence life with like some random bitch some random that, like, they re- like what and what frustrates me about that is so i think they've kind of built it up as like dean is almost like like putting this like narrative of wanting like a wife and kids and a family onto sam but i think it's something that he really wants because like we see him have that like when we sam is that's gone, just the inverse of season five finale we see where sam see dies the, and dean starts a family and this time it's dean dies <laughs> and sam starts a but family. like we also know what happens when one of them dies like when dean dies the, the other time, Sam goes crazy trying to find a way to get him back. And, like, every time that Dean has died, Sam has never thought about, like, establishing roots and, like, living a normal life. He's like, no, I have to save Not my... Since you have to get my brother. So, like, for Not me... since dad went on a hunting trip and he hasn't been home in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> so, for me, it's like, no, Sam has actively chosen this life every single time and Dean hasn't. Yeah, so Dean's it the only one has to me no choice. That Dean would be the one who, ultimately, his character arc completion should be him yes. realizing yes. that this isn't the life that this he wants. This is the sad ending. This What they gave us was like, Chuck's ending, which was the sad this is tragic like a ending. a tragedy. Where no one gets what they want. And then Sam, like, they really try to push this image of, like, that's no, that's what Sam wanted. And it's like, no, this is what Dean wanted. This is very clearly what Dean wanted. Sam was meant to lead the Hunters. I Dean, feel like they built that up at the end. So yeah, Sam was meant to be the leader of the Hunters, and Dean was meant to just, like... Or die. Which they did in season five, so they can do that again. Dean was meant to... I think Dean was meant to, like, have a normal life because I think Dean desperately wanted that and he didn't... Dean's the normal one. He didn't know that he could have it. He likes pie and cheeseburgers in movies. (laughs) He could enjoy a normal life. Like, he's the only one who has successfully... mowing the lawn. Of the two brothers... (laughs) Where he mows lawn because he loves it. Yeah. Well, of the two brothers, he's the only one who successfully had that... This is such a sad ending. ...stable, traditional life. It's just so disappointing and so sad how they end this. He wants it. Like, it's... They had no idea what to say. It's so sad that, like, he can't achieve that um and then sam gets this happening and also my problem with sam is yeah he just marries some random girl like at least if you're gonna do that build up or like plant in a few seasons that sam has a love interest well, that there's I like we do eileen like i thought that was just <coughs> i thought it was too but i wasn't that into her so I'm okay with that. well they killed her off really early yeah but then they showed that she was back alive or something i don't know she was well, alive interesting at least that they showed like yeah that was her like they revealed that it was eileen or yeah. like showed that the kids was signing maybe yeah cute at least something to tie us because especially when it feels like i feel like there are two narratives that could have happened for the finale and i feel like both have been alluded to and set up but i think one would have been more fulfilling than the other but the first one i think they would have done is sam and dean 
our two brothers, Tony and with this very special, beautiful relationship where they will always die for the other and never let the other stay in peace. They'll never let the other go. Maybe they, there are brothers that have this beautiful relationship and they'll always sacrifice anything with each other. And that should be the message of the story is family above all else. But I think what the show maybe inadvertently also conveys is how Sam and Dean have a very toxic, codependent relationship yeah. where they're basically... They basically depicted as depend on each other. They basically depicted as like Dean ruined Sam's life. They Dean and in the latest seasons, I feel like they're just depicted as a married couple, which doesn't seem healthy for two siblings. No, and I think also Dean doesn't have to die for Sam or Dean to pursue a normal life. Like they keep having this idea that like in order to be hunters, they can't have they have to forego love or family or anything like that because they don't want to be like their dad and I think it's crazy to me because yeah. like they call the bunker their home like they could easily have a home and they just maybe they hunt less well, often maybe they like semi-retire and that's fine but like they they're always going to need a home base there they don't have to say no to like having the other things that they want having a life having a family if they want a normal life they can leave hunting they've saved the world enough times to stop well I think like yeah, they could have their, they have like their legacies, which is just live up to, but I think they also have, which is a very strong message of, I think the entire series is like the concept of found family and having, you know, Castiel around and their moms and Bobby and, you know, Charlie and Jack and like all these people that aren't biologically with them that are their family. Yeah. And to me, the optimistic, like the good end to the show for me would have been Sam and Dean not being forced apart, but choosing to go their own ways and choosing to do things separately because they lives. have their own support systems in their own lives. Yeah, I think that would have been really nice. And I think, yeah, but fine. Okay, Dean dies and Sam starts a family. Even if I can get behind all of that and like the fact that they don't give Sam any love, like they should have give him give a face to a, this a love interest, like the one like, he marries. Like give him like get, like little tidbits. Like it's super random that like we're just like oh yeah. Why does Sam want to have a child? Has like, he ever shown that he wants to be a father? Who has? Maybe I think also for up. Sam, it's like <laughs> if you had sort of like given us like this like like epic romance between Sam and someone throughout this series then it would have been like oh and finally there's this payoff of like Sam gets to be with yeah. this person and can stop like like running from like a life with them because he finally can like stop moving and that would be fine too be like in heaven like when he finally reunites with Dean they pan out and it's like they show oh your dad lives on the street oh your abusive dad that like tormented you as children yeah but they, that's nice they where's Castiel like, that's been with you like th- don't they, follow up on that at all they just, just where's your dad and where's your mom Castiel helped me he rebuilt heaven no follow-up questions on that doesn't, doesn't care his parents live together because they re they reckon it as like oh well like we love our dad he was just like pretty messed up after but all it's like, to me it's like them like finally the, like the final scene of them having dinner with like their biological parents is such an in antithesis or whatever like the final final scene is like is literally he meets he meets sam in heaven like sam dies and or sorry dean goes to dinner with his parents or something that never happens he just says like he can oh his parents live down the street his parents live down the street he's with bobby they pan out and they just focus on like the pictures of like john and mary or something there's a real focus on like him and sam and john and mary okay maybe not I I think the heaven scene in general was kind of unnecessary, but fine. I get to see like Bobby, so that's nice. But if you're like the heaven scene, bring back everyone. 
the heaven scene was really dumb to me. And then, like, also, I felt like the last episode, the entire last episode, could have been basically last, like, five minutes of the second last episode, where maybe, like, Sam's telling the story of him and his brother to, yeah. like, his kids or something kind of a vibe. Like, he's like, and then that's what happened. And then my brother, like, and then, like, they'll they be like, oh, and Uncle Dean, like, passed away a little while ago or something like that. And they can kind of allude to the fact Dean. that, I don't know. They can kind of allude to the fact that, like, he's, Dean's gone now and it's done and that's fine, but oh yeah, they just cut like they, but they cut get, to yeah. like after the big finale. I see what like, you mean. Like he died to, in fight of old age or whatever. Like he or maybe he died on a hunt. Yeah, like that's yeah. fine if that's how Dean went and that's totally chill. But not showing Dean's death scene and just having Sam basically talking to his kid like, and that's like like that's some crazy stuff that we've been through and kind of stuff like that like wrapping it up because otherwise like the finale seems it's so pointless it's so empty there's nothing to it well especially because it's like the finale the season the series finale to me is the same finale as any other season yeah like i I feel like it could have been thrown anywhere that's the thing with supernatural is like characters are always dying they're always having these nice moments of reconnecting with family at the end of a season like well, and it but takes that away. never means it's done. Like, that never means it's over. That, the fact that <laughs> so Sam why does Dean, this mean it's over? Well, and the fact that Sam and Dean go back to normal life so quickly after everything that happened takes away, I think, from the gravity of like the finale, like of, well, of yeah, like also defeating like, God. Yeah. Also, there it's a pitiful finale too. Like their fight against God is like a fist fight where God oh, beats them up for a little bit, and then Jack yeah. comes in and takes his powers. And I'm like, this is so lame. Like it's already not great, and then you take away every like. Thing that it could that it was for this finale of them it, hunting it, it this been, finale almost felt like it should have been like a reunion episode that they do in 10 years when they're like you want to like heaven, yeah. make a random episode where like we show what happened to sam and dean after this and it's like shitty and like well, well it's just yeah. stupid well yeah it's weird it was so dumb and I was just but, like, like, why? Like, I feel like it just, it just came bad. They think they're so... Maybe they'll pick it up again. Maybe it's be a season 16. <laughs> definitely won't be. They think it's so emotional when, when Sam's son says, like, the words, basically, that, like, Dean was, like, saying, like, where he's like, it's okay, you can go, it's okay. And Dean's verse was like, it's okay, like, live a life, it's okay. And I'm like, it's not emotional. It's stupid. And also, we just saw Dean die, like, one episode ago. Why so do I care about Sam's kid? Show me Jack. Yeah. Saying that. Show me Castiel. Like, I don't care about being, like about Sam's I mean, kid. they can't like, show you Jack, and they can't show you Castiel because like, those characters have not, been written off and finished. But I do think that it's just like a oh yeah, if Sam was just like telling this story to his kid, and you like alluded to the fact that he had a family and a life, I wouldn't even care who his like wife is. But like, you sort of build up this big thing. Like, this is what Sam's always wanted. I'm like, with who? Like, yeah, just a general family. Like, he just his brother died, so he just like decided, I'll, I'll I guess I'll start a family. I'll go find a woman now. It would have been maybe okay season five for like, you know, yeah, like season five or like season six where that was still on your mind was that Sam wanted this. But by season 15, this is their lives. They love hunting. Yeah. They, this, is like, this is their careers. This is what they do. They've regurgitated every season since like season six that actually we love hunting because we take pride in saving people and that's really mm-hmm. important to us and that's a family business and we like. Well, I mean, they yeah. saving things <laughs> the it. family business and they're not trying to get out of it like if anything that like sam should be dating a hunter and still be hunting like or teaching his kid how to hunt i don't know like i think like the also wishy-washy between the hunter life being their <laughs> desired future and also being like this an unescapable like torment that their life and also is sam to. like crazy. consistently picks hunting over a normal life yes after his girlfriend dies after jess dies the he's only like, person no, he's ever really loved he's like hunt 
hunt. I have to hunt. And it's fine. It's tragic, but it's fine. Did you say, oh, I came back to life when I was killed after being Lucifer's vessel because I meant to hunt and I meant to protect this world. And like, yeah. Unless, I think both of them at some point too did that. Like, oh, you're meant to protect her. And I, I was like, fine. If they want to take that up as their like birthright or their legacy. And just like, like I also stop, just like, think the show, the show continually does this whole, like, you can't, like, you can't have love and be a hunter. And I think that's wild to me. Because, like, obviously you can. Couples they're just, like, scarred and by, like. And they have love and they hunt. They're, like, they're just, like, scarred by, like, what their dad, like, did to them as kids, basically. That, like, they don't think, like, they can have anything. Like, they don't think they could have, like, a partner or, like, a family or anything yeah. like that. Because so they do hunting. Because they're bonded and fused by the, like trauma that their father imposed and on it's like it's like no like you can like find a way to balance your life you just need to find a way to balance your life like it's it's literally that it's not easy but like you could figure this out if this is what you really want like you didn't well, we have already to, do that you don't have to pause this aspect of your life a family with Cass and with Jack <coughs> who is like their miracle child it's not a adopt. traditional one they want a traditional that's thing. the thing it's so just like oh no 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 but your biological family is the only one that matters even if they like abuse you and make deals with demons yeah. to sacrifice you and your like family to the greater evil like yeah that's true all right well should we talk about hot takes yeah yeah i said most of mine like i liked joe even though a lot of people hated her uh i liked sam more than dean in the first two seasons yeah uh castiel's my all-time favorite character but i had i wish he had been like pansexual like a little more interesting um, I wanted Sam to bang Rowena, so also. Oh, nice. Um, I think it would have been really funny. I think, like I said, in but general. Why not, right? I like She's so Sam. cute. I like Sam with a villain and a morally gray character. I think it's really interesting. Her and Sam had a very flirty relationship. Yeah, they totally And did. I totally could see, like, they had a lot of chemistry. And I know they would never put any of them with an older woman because that's just not a the norm. Taboo, but, like, too taboo. Taboo. Not even, like. Like but she's like, like old in the sense she's thousands of years old. That's so special. But like Sam and Rowena had such a good dynamic that I really dug. And they were so good together. And I, I do think, I do at least appreciate that. I do feel like they acknowledge the emotional weight of that relationship. Like that it was meaningful to both of them. That's cute. Yeah. Like, cause in the episodes that I've watched and I've seen like their final episode, like I haven't seen them, their final episode they together. They do like care for each other. They seen, gave each other a lot of slack. But I've seen, like, clips of, like, them together in, like, later seasons, too, and it's, like, you see, like, a genuine care for their relationship. And, like, Rowena does genuinely care about Sam, and Sam does like, genuinely never on the job care. shopping block for... Yeah, <laughs> and Sam, Sam really does care about her, too. And you see, like, there is some emotional weight to that relationship. What is it that, like, Sam and, like, older Rowena? Because I feel like there's another episode as well where they're somewhere, and it's they're being hit on by older women, and that's, like, the joke. I but, like, Sam's being specifically hit on by, like, a couple older women. But specifically, and I was like, honestly, like, I kind of get this for a second. Yeah, I don't know why Sam has <laughs> been, like, 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 with an older woman. Someone who knows what they're doing. And, like, you know, well, because Sam's the baby. Yeah, he's kind of a baby. He's be taking care of him. Like, he needs, like, a, a bad girl to break him out of his shell. Um, but, yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's he's a mean girl who can change. He's just, he's the main girl in the teen drama who can change the bad boy. And Rowena's yeah. the bad boy. Who, he does, I love Romina. He does effectively change her. Like he, he sort of makes her he makes her more morally gray. I think he helps her like become a better uh, person. Justice for Dustiel and, and Samina. Samina. <laughs> uh I really like them. Uh but I also did really like Jess. Uh I was sad she died, I think, in another universe, her and Sam. Was, I mean, yeah, his like girlfriend. In other worlds, her and Sam would have had a she love. Like, Superman's girlfriend and small She's just hot, I think. 
Um, I was also into Sam and Ruby's relationship, though I kind of wished Ruby's feelings for Sam had been more genuine. And like that she, as a demon, just wanted to be a better person with him and for him. Like, I just think Sam was so good when he was paired with those characters, you know? Like, I really enjoyed it. But Sam's a stronger, like, when he was with Ruby, he was really weak. And with Rowena, what I enjoy is, like, he's really strong and, like, he knows who he is. Like, he's very confident. They can become a power couple. They can become a power couple. Also, like, he's not going to, like, compromise his morals the same way he did with Ruby. Well, he would teach Rowena. Because he knows what he's okay with and what he's not okay with. Um, I hated Dean's death scene, but I don't think that's controversial. And I hated the series finale. That was his worst nightmare was dying on a hunt. He always believed he would die on his hunt. Sex, yeah, he literally brother. says in his death scene, we always like, he's like, my purpose is to die for my brother on a hunt, saving people hunting them. Yeah, he always yeah. said, this is how we knew I was going to go, and I think that's a tragedy. Yeah, that's tragic. Dean's story is a tragedy. Dean's whole story is a fucking tragedy. Just not close to justice well, for him. Yeah, he's, he's on the boys now. He's doing Yeah, I mean, justice for Dean, not Jensen Ackles. Yeah, sorry, justice for Dean. <laughs> Jensen Ackles probably could have said, no, fuck, I don't want to do that ending. I was just like, I was just like, okay, well, this is my discussion question. Why do they hate anyone who isn't Sam or Dean? Why can none of them also be important? Why can no one get added to the duo that is Sam and Dean? Not even Castiel gets added to Winchester, like, Sam and Dean status. Mary just slides in, no problem, and that's fine. Well, nobody likes Mary. Yeah. I mean, Castiel is important, to be fair. Castiel, I think, is... I mean, Castiel's Dean's best friend. They can is it because they can never afford to keep that many people on the show for the same amount of time. Castiel's always getting in and out of episodes. I think they don't know what to do with Castiel though. Castiel's very powerful, but I don't. I don't. I can't answer the question of why they don't care about anyone the way they care about Sam and Dean. They just don't care. I'm honestly very impressed that they got. Jensen Ackles and Jerry Padalecki to stay on the show for 15 seasons. Me too. That's such a mixed bag of a show, and I think. Well, that would totally be satisfied. Yeah, I mean... But you get the two bits. To be fair, I think it Supernatural in general just... It was never made to be quality and... It's epic highs and epic lows. Of high school in football. In all aspects <laughs> of the show. It's either... I mean, I did love tier. it growing up. And I think yeah, I, I still love, I love it growing up. up. I've loved it on rewatch. I've been rewatching the later seasons. I think, honestly, there's a lot to enjoy. I think just at the end of the day, Supernatural is just the tragedy of Dean Winchester. It's a tragedy of bad writing when you have a good show <laughs> when you have and a, people yeah. don't know what to do with it. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to us not read into Supernatural. Not for, too much. Oh, for fucking ever, man. Um, <laughs> make sure to, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to comment, like, subscribe if you're listening to us, you know. That's good too. We like our we like our listeners too. Uh, tune in every Monday. Monday uh, to listen to new episodes. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.